Cherry Pop Horror. Hello and welcome to Cherry Pop Horror, the horror movie podcast where it's always someone's first time. I'm Jacob and in this show we tackle all things horror. Be they your classic slashes, gore fests, monster flicks, kids horror, animated, basically. If it's got enough horror themes to it, we'll give it a watch. If you've seen the movie before, just sit back and relax. If not, don't worry, we'll be running through the plot, talking about what we liked, what we didn't like, and just generally having a good laugh. If you'd like to get in on the discussion, you can send us an email, cherrypophorror at gmail.com, and or follow us on Twitter, at cherrypophorror. Okay, here we go. You won't catch me dead in a cave as exactly. Too many movies. Exactly. I've seen. <laughs> this is where movies. I die. In fact, I've seen the one movie. It's the descent. Yeah. And it's and that was enough. It's <laughs> terrifying. I mean, and the fact that the friends just like psych. Nobody knows we're here. <laughs> I'm like, fuck you, lady. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so awful. I can't imagine. Did you watch the sequel? Oh, it's awful. It's terrible. It's fuck. And I, the thing that pissed me off the most was that they didn't keep the continuity of like where everyone's bodies were and stuff. Oh yeah, it was like that was for some reason that was the worst thing to me. I know, I know. They could have done a lot with the sequel. They could have done so much, and they took the American ending, yes, not, not, not the, the British one, British ending, which is a British ending, super depressing. But and I like it. And it was I great. prefer it. Exactly. Because you're, 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 you're from the UK, so oh yeah, <laughs> typically it has to be depressing and grey. <laughs> Everything is, I'm British. It's everything has to have a blue tint filter on it. <laughs> yeah, isn't it? And she ends like it's, it's. She's realized. Oh, she's having like hallucinations of a daughter or something like that, right? Yeah, she's no, it's um of her friend that she killed. Oh um, yeah. And then the uh, oh no, it is her daughter. She's like blowing out the birthday cake or something like that, and then it like pans out, and you realize that she's just like oh in yeah the, in the bottom of this. Just, cabin. That's right. That's right. Yes. Fuck, yes, that's that. right. That's so good. so good. What a great movie. Yeah. Anyway, hello everyone. Welcome back to Cherry Pop Horror. We are joined by a va- brand new, I was about to say face, but it's uh, that this is an audio, this is an audio platform. Brand new voice. <laughs> Welcome Mackenzie. Welcome to Cherry Pop Horror for your first episode. Episode 68. We've been going for over a year, which is insane. Um, so tell me, in theme for this movie, what's the worst thing for you about like getting sick? Just your general sickness, not like extravagant dying has to be, or whatever. Like, recently, the fact that I have two cracked ribs from coughing from a few weeks ago when I was sick. I oh. got now got two cracked ribs. Um, and there's nothing they can do about it, eh? Literally nothing you can do about cracked ribs. So take some painkillers and <laughs> don't, do you have don't to do grin and bear it? <laughs> grin and bear it. Um, I have a four-month ba- old baby at home who weighs about six and a half kgs. So, like, bending down to pick her up and put her down all the time is incredibly painful so they're like just grin and bear it and i'm like i can't <laughs> i'm dying i'm dying here yeah ow yeah so you just cough so hard that it cracked the yep. ribs yeah my lung just like pushed the rib out and just eventually just cracked it, it jeez oh, i know it's scary it's scary that i didn't, didn't think that was a thing that could happen but that's insane yeah so i've had bad coughs but never that bad just where like you, you cough so much that like you're gonna throw up yeah that kind of yeah, oh, and I don't know if this happens to everybody, but definitely my skin falling off when I get sick. Is- oh yeah, no, oh, but that's that's normal. That happens to everyone when they get the flu. Yeah. <laughs> my face peels off. <laughs> um, for me, it's it's um, 
Probably the sore throat. Yeah. If I get a sore throat, like, I just can't be comfortable. You're not comfortable. You're pretty grumpy, usually, because you don't want to talk. You can't communicate properly. You can't talk. You can't drink. You can't eat. You can't do anything. All because everything hurts. Pleasures, right? <laughs> <laughs> you're almost all. Almost all. Well, it depends what, what you're doing. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's that. I was tossing up between the sore throat or the, the blocked nose because it stops me sleeping. Mm, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I know some friends who can just sleep with a blocked nose and it doesn't bother them at all. They just mouth breathe, I guess. But yeah. like for me, like <laughs> <laughs> me, is that you? Yeah. For me, like room I temperature, I, room temperature, IQ, and mouth breathing. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. <laughs> I can't. I can't do it. I have to have my nose free. Mm. So I just spend the entire night tossing and turning, and I don't actually get any sleep. But <laughs> yeah. I think you you beat me with your cra- cracked ribs from coughing too much. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the cough is a symptom I hate the most when I'm sick because it's just so frustrating. But then, yeah, I think... And I guess it's so, like, it interrupts you because it happens so mm-hmm. suddenly. Mm-hmm. And especially it gets worse at night. Um, yeah, I found that as well. Is yeah. it like the moisture in the yeah, air or something like apparently that? Apparently sleeping with a humidifier on really helps, but I don't own a humidifier. Yeah, so neither. I'm like, you know, what can I do? We're, we're poor. Like, just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you think I have money for a humidifier? Yeah. Dehumidifier? Come on. No, you just have money for pop vinyls. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> it's, my, it's my shame, okay? Yeah. <laughs> my cabinet of... I think I'm close to 300 now. Oh my gosh. But they look so nice. They're all displayed so and everything. So nice. Yeah. Anyway. Um... So that brings us nicely to our movie, I think, because our movie this week is all about getting sick, because it was both your and my first time watching Cabin Fever from 2002. You know when you've known someone a long time and you just want to kiss them just to see if they're a good kisser or not? There's nothing wrong with that, right? Stay. Can you help me? No, 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 no. She's not coming near me! You're crossing! You guys gonna kill each other now? You don't look so hot. Help me. I need need a doctor. I don't wanna get sick! I don't want any of us getting sick! We just don't wanna get it. I see what we got here right now. He's coming towards us! Alright, back off! Looks like he was skinned alive. The party man. Is it safe? Don't worry, I'm healthy. Please, Somebody help! My party! So, an Eli Roth movie. We love. hate. Love, hate Eli I'm Roth. T- <laughs> I was trying to think in my head, I was like, how many Eli Roth movies have I seen? Hostel. Hostel, which I'm not a big fan of. It, yeah. It's like, I'm, I'm not against the gore and the violence and everything mm. like that, but I, I always kind of need like a purpose to it. And yeah. that always felt like purposeless. Yeah. It was always exactly. just like, hey, look what we can do with somebody's leg. 100%. It is like that. And I think that just comes from him being Tarantino's protege, basically, at the time mm. as a director. And he was, you know, Tarantino's protege. I didn't know that. Yeah, he took him under his wing. So... Um, so he let so Tarantino like taught him how to direct and stuff like that, or yeah, gave him, like, th- or I think I think picked him up almost as like a as sort of a yeah pro- mm. protege to, to Tarantino. Okay, I don't think he really ever followed him. In my opinion, I don't think Eli Roth has ever really followed in Tarantino's footsteps. He's never had the same sort of degree of film. Like when no. a Tarantino movie comes out, 
like, and there's yeah. a buzz about. Oh, of course. And it's like, oh, have you seen the new Eli Roth flick? No. You're like, no, no, you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think I think Eli Roth probably took all the gory, sort of depraved parts of Tarantino, and but kind of lost a bit of the purpose. Lost a bit of the purpose. Yeah. Although I did like, I think Clown is by Eli Roth. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen Clown. It's it's interesting. It's definitely an interesting movie. So the one from well, late, like, late 2018 or something? Yeah, I think it's 20 teens. I can't remember when. But like, yeah, a guy discovers like an old clown suit and then mm. he puts it on and then it turns out to be like the skin of a demon. Oh, uh, good. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Classic. But it's actually pretty good. Okay. Um, unless good. you have chlorophobia? What's it called? The fear uh, of clowns. Clownophobia. <laughs> unless you have a fear of clowns, in which case <laughs> it's probably not the movie for you. Don't watch it. <laughs> uh, I liked Terrifier, though. Really? Yeah. Is that you later on? No, but it's oh. another clown film. Clown flick. Right. Yeah. I didn't like Darren. Oh, yeah. oh. I know everyone in the horror horror community seems to love it, but uh, it just had that sort of grindhouse flick. But we're not talking about Terrifier. No, we're not. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about Cabin Fever. Um, so credits roll on some dirty fabric? Question mark. I was trying to figure out what this was. I don't. I couldn't figure out what it was either. And I thought I was making some notes when I was watching this, and I thought this is a really, really, really boring opening credits. It's just one, the same thing. Eventually, it gets, it gets stained. stained with blood. Yeah. But the sound design was great. It was a slow, this... slow strings that just kind of build and build and build. Yes. Flies buzzing, and the flies buzzing just gets louder and louder and more intense. And I thought that was actually really nice. I thought that design. was a really good design choice as well. The, the flies, especially because that becomes an ongoing motif throughout the it movie. Does. The it fabric does. never really comes back. I guess no. it could be sort of representing their skin or something like that, you know, something going from like regular to bruised to then bloody or something yeah. like that. But, but then what was really jarring was coming out of that was it just kind of cut to black and said cabin fever. And yeah, then, and then it goes on to these beautiful establishing shots of the woods. And of the stuff. woods, yeah. And I was like, so there's no payoff for the flies buzzing and the build up. Yeah, you'd expect it to like cut away to like a body or like a deer carcass or something yeah. like that, something to explain the flies. No, but it cut away to beautiful establishing shots of the woods and mm. incredibly scenic. Like some of the shots of the film are beautiful. Oh yeah, and but again, not too like relevant almost. I felt like it didn't. Fit, I, I agree. The thing, because what you could have done is they could have cut to the dog body that yes. we see shortly yes we cut to the dog body and then cut away quickly so you just get this quick glimpse and then give us the establishing shots yeah and then we'll lead into oh that's what the dog corpse is about yeah something like that but yeah i agree the violins were gorgeous eli uh, eli roth likes to put his name in pretty much as much as possible yes i noticed that in space yes yes <laughs> <laughs> but it was like producer eli roth starring eli, eli roth. roth director eli <laughs> roth and you're just like okay we get it dude yeah. just just put it as like an eli roth movie we'll get it yeah and yeah we get the title um title card cabin fever we cut to a sunset we get various shots of the woods as a man carries a dead rabbit mm. he passes what i thought was like a dead wolf yeah, at, at, first, at first I thought it was a wolf I thought it was a trapper and I thought this guy was just a sick motherfucker because he yeah. was like taunting taunting the dead animal well, the very clearly dead yeah. yeah I was like there's no way he thinks that's alive because yeah. he's like come on boy I'm like yeah. okay you're just taunting a dead wolf <laughs> just don't be a dick yeah but then <laughs> yeah um <laughs> He taunts the dead canine with the floppy rabbit, as I put it in my notes. Yeah. And then I put, oh, he didn't realise it was dead. Yeah. What? <laughs> question marks? Yeah. He's, He's like, like, there's a lot of question marks in my notes. Yes. <laughs> I was just like, hang on a minute. What do you mean you don't realise he's dead? He's clearly dead. He's clearly dead. <laughs> but he's, he's, he suddenly turns to, like, concern. And as he lifts up the dog's leg, the corpse kind of 
splits in half, I think. Yeah. But we get quite a quick cut, so we don't get much of a view on that. I did have a comment about that. I mean, first of all, that whole scene was shot. Sorry, that whole scene where he lifts up the leg Mm. and the blood spurts out of the corpse of the the dog Mm. into his eye. Shot like a really bad porno. And it was... (laughs) And the ketchup was that meant to be our money shot? It was the money shot. It was like the most, and his reaction was hilarious. And I know, it's a, I, I know it's an audio podcast, but if you just watch that again with his, with his reaction, okay, I'm, I'm having a look at the scene again now. The guy just looks so <laughs> straight in the it, eye. It looks uh, like a bukkake shot. It looks, like, it looks like he, the money bukkake shot. He does. He does the like. Surpri- oh, 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 oh my. <laughs> yeah. And it was really stiff and I loved it. But man, and then from that, it set the tone for me that, that a lot of this film is a lot like a bad porno. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm not wrong. You're not wrong. Sorry, a high budget porno, actually. I a high budget. Say. Yeah. High budget. Not I a bad know, porno. I don't know what the budget was for this movie, actually. I just didn't, didn't look it up. No. I, I, it's somewhere between a good budget and a low budget. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It's, it's somewhere between a, a low budget and an average budget. It's yeah, because there's aspects of it that are like done, like the makeup effects and stuff like that look great. Yeah, definitely the makeup effects. But then I'm so confused about like some of the script choices and the shot choices and yeah. everything like that. But yeah, anyway, we, we cut to a girl screaming at a kid. Yes, um, very good cut as well because it the guy starts screaming and then we cut to her screaming. It's yes. a very nice cut. And I think you'll notice a lot of the, that happens a lot in the film mm. where it's an audio cut. And I think that, that's something that Eli Roth definitely did really well throughout the whole film. 100%. It's audio cuts where mm. the audio matches what happens in the neck where they cut to. So it happens again with a dog barking later on and like a gunshot and it cuts away at the same Absolutely. time. Absolutely. And I was thinking, actually, you don't really see that much before this film i haven't i can't really think of any older films in this that that they use that. audio cutting that mm. use audio cuts like that and i think that that's maybe something that maybe you know give props to eli roth for that he actually yeah did well and and especially because i'm i don't know about you i'm i'm an audio person more than a visual person so right. like i i notice audio in movies really clearly but will um, often miss visual things mm. So something like this is great for me. Yeah. Like it just tickled my brain in the fun way. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, lovely. What a good cut. Yeah. Um, but she's, she's screaming about how happy she is to be done with college. And she's screaming at the kid, don't go to college. It's a fucking scam. <laughs> and then she and her friends drive off. They're trying to like drag her back into the car. They're like, come on, let, let's go. Let's go. And she's just like, don't go to, don't go to college. It's a fucking scam. And you're like, immediately I don't have any sympathy for this woman. No. <laughs> Um, I've forgotten her name already, but we'll find out in a little bit anyway. It is in my notes. Okay. Um, they jam out to rock music. Smashing Pumpkins, I think it was. Was it? I think it was Smashing Pumpkins. It was perfectly early 2000s. I, I, it was, I didn't know the band, but immediately I went, this feels 2000s. It was immediately early 2000s. I think it was Smashing Pumpkins. <laughs> um, girl asks for a smoke. Uh, Bert lies and says he doesn't have any. See, I was confused because I missed that. In the audio, I missed that. I missed her saying, uh, asking for a smoke. Mm. And then I was like, why is he palming the pack of cigarettes? Like, it's a bad card trick. Yeah. Like, and I was like, why is he doing that? And then I actually had to go back and watch it again. I was like, oh, she asked him for a smoke. He lied yeah. about having them. And I was like, that's why he's hiding them like that. But I was like, that's a really stupid way of holding a pack of cigarettes. It's a really stupid way of holding a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> These characters are, for the most part, quite unlikable. For the most part. Like, all of them. <laughs> Yeah. I wasn't really rooting for any of them to get out of this alive. I was like, is this a final girl film? film? Like, is it going to be a final girl? And then I was like, no, it can't be. They're all shit. 
No, they're all just pretty <laughs> awful people as well. well. We'll get to learn about that later. Yeah. Uh, the girl in the front seat grabs the driver's crotch. Um, I assume they're in a relationship. I think they're boyfriend-girlfriend, right? It was so Jeff, and Jeff and... I can't remember her name. So I, was very I was about to say Monica. It's not Monica. I think it begins with an M, though. It does begin with an M. We'll get to it. I do have it written down because I got bored of calling them girl and boy and then just IMDb'd their names. <laughs> yeah. And um, I think that... I, my immediate thought, actually, when I was watching that whole road trip scene at the start, and he grabs his crotch, and I was like, man, I wish my life was as horny as an early 2000s, like, <laughs> like, teenage slasher film. Like, you know, or even like, a 90s one. We could go with a 90s one. Yeah. They're pretty horny, too, right? I just wish my life was that horny. You know? <laughs> yeah. Honestly. <laughs> Although, don't distract a driver. That's true. Safe driver. Mm. <laughs> I'll make an exception. Um, Bert lays his head on um, Paul, I think his name is. Oh, I can't remember. Well, yes, Paul. It was Paul. Paul. Paul and Jeff and Bert and Karen, and I can't remember her name. That's right, yes. So, Marcy. Marcy! Marcy and Jeff are in the front seat. Jeff driving, Marcy's grabbing his crotch. Uh, Bert's the guy (laughs) with the cigarettes in the back, sat next to Paul, who's in the middle, and then Karen next to him, who's the blonde girl. Yes. Right, that's everyone. Okay. (laughs) Paul. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, basically. Present. And then, like, then we start crossing the names off, and it gets much easier to remember who everyone is. That's right. (laughs) <laughs> they pull into a general store and head inside, and we, we officially get introduced to our cast, basically. We've got Marcy, the girl who was screaming, Bert, who said he had no smokes, Paul, the other guy in the back seat, Jeff the driver, and Karen, the girl in the back seat with the blonde hair. Paul smart talks a little kid. I don't Dennis. know what this was at. Dennis. I love Dennis. Dennis is wild. <laughs> I wasn't. I sure. can't even remember what he says, but he's like sassing this fucking... Eight-year-old. He's absolutely chiding him. He's goading him. And the little kid just takes a bite out of his hand. And I was like, is this how the contagion starts? <laughs> That's what I was like. I thought that too. I was like, I was like, this has got to be the start of the whole viral thing. Yeah, it's this This kid has got like rabies or something like that. And then it spreads to these teenagers or turns whatever. Turns out Dennis is just a little shit. Yeah, it just turns out Dennis is just... Yeah, just a little bastard. <laughs> it's just Dennis. Um, the dad stops... Um, stops the stops Dennis and scolds him uh, like a dog as well like, like Dennis no yeah no, get off the man yeah. <laughs> and I love that and then he said and he says to the to the kids like in the car he's like he's like nobody says next to Dennis and you're like and they're like and how the fuck am I meant to know that <laughs> he says that and he's like you should have a sign yeah we have doesn't isn't it like Bert or something like that it's yeah. just like put a fucking sign up man yeah. <laughs> oh or it's Jeff or something like that isn't it yeah and I just thought that nobody sits next to Dennis should be on a t-shirt. It really should. It really should. And just have a picture of, like, the bench with little Dennis out of it. Like, nobody sits next to Dennis. It should be a t-shirt. It should be. <laughs> merch opportunity. Um, Paul heads to the stream to wash off his hands, and I le- legitimately thought this is where the pandemic was going to start. I know. Again, it feels like a missed opportunity. Yeah. Some redneck virus or something like that. I don't know. It's early 2000s. They they could do what they want. Yeah. Uh, we learn Jeff is going to law school and he condescends to the dad. Yeah, he tells him, you know, put a sign up to warn them about your rabid child or something. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Outback, Paul washes his hands and meets uh, an, ador- an, a, an adorable couple of dogs. Yes. They were very Just cute. so cute. They little pit bulls or something like that. I know. Karen watches as Dennis's dad almost smothers him. Yeah. Before letting him go. Yes. This dad has like his full palm over this kid's face. Yeah. And it's just like, you will not bite customs in the general store. And you just know that the parents of that kid on the, on set were just sitting on the sidelines like, 
what the, what the hell yeah. is this guy doing? Stop, goes, someone stop, stop him. him. Stop him. <laughs> someone say cut. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I didn't think about that. But yeah, because it's mandatory for kids, right, to have their parents on set. Yeah. Or something like it that. It is 100% mandatory uh, against child uh, labor laws. Inside, the shopkeeper won't shut up. That's He's right. He's just talking. He, and just not saying much at all. No. He's yeah. talking about some lady who came in and, like, on the top shelf, we used to have the best gin. It was the prettiest bottle I've ever seen or something like that. And then he starts talking about this lady. And then the, the end of his sentence I caught was, so I took her out back and gave her some coke and ammonia. I thought she was going to have a spell. <laughs> and I what does that like, mean? <laughs> like Coca-Cola or yeah. like a snorter? <laughs> yeah. Like, is it a line? Is it a glass? Like, what are we talking about here? No one knows. And this old man's such a weird character as well. He's just he's so weird. And... Literally zero exposition. It's not adding anything to the plot of the film. No, no, absolutely not. Like, you'd think somewhere in this ramblings he'd be like, and, you know, there was talk of a rabid wolf or this, yeah. weird, this weird fungus somebody found in the woods. or But there's it's nothing. Like, it's, almost like, it's almost like it was in the script and they accidentally cut it out. You know, they, they, mm. were like, they were, it made, went onto the cuttering floor. The plot went onto the cuttering floor and the extra stuff stayed in. Or maybe Eli was just like, you know what, I just want you to ramble. Yeah. <laughs> Nonsensically. Just say whatever the fuck you want and we'll leave it in. I think that was a lot of the film he said that. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think for a lot of the dialogue was just like, you know what? Whatever. <laughs> yeah. This bottle is a, a fox piss on the shelves, which I thought would be, become important later. No, nope. not important at all. Nope. We learned the group has rented a cabin for a week in the woods. Yeah. That's and only ever gone well in every horror movie I've ever watched. Yeah. I think that... Evil Dead, what a lovely weekend. <laughs> Evil Dead is one of my favorites. I love, yeah, I love Evil Dead so Both much. Both the remake as well. The remake oh, and the original. Amazing. Completely different movies. But great. Both of them great. Cabin yes. in the Woods as well. Cabin yeah, in the movie. Woods, probably top tier, like top 10 for me. Oh, yeah. In terms of horror. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. I love playing um, how many references can I get? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, 100%. Yeah. And like, there's so many Easter eggs in that film. And it's just, it's just a great, great film. But yeah, like we rented a Cabin in the Woods. And yeah. I was, I, was, I was sat there like, if Sean never says, let's rent a Cabin in the Woods. I'm saying... No. I'm like, and how are you planning to murder me? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is it going to be quick or? Yeah. yeah. What are the neighbors like? Do I need to bring a book? Like, <laughs> are there any chainsaws around? Are there... <laughs> yeah. Are the trees sentient? Oh, oh God, not the trees. <laughs> yeah. We did it for this podcast oh. with, with Kat. Yeah. Oh, He's, yeah. We did it with Kat for the podcast. And um, during the recording, I was like, Kat, I'm so sorry. I forgot about the tree. I don't know how. I forgot about the tree. It's, it's iconic. It's not the first thing I think about when I think about that movie, though. No, that's true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's a classic. We should do it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Cabin in the Woods. The shopkeeper t- uh, tells him to be careful in the woods. And we get, so what's the fox uh, fox piss for? That's for the foxes. Yes. And he turns around and was, was like, well, what's the rifle for? Well, that's for the insert. Um, the inwards. The, the it inward. It was awful. I, I, I was so jarring. I paused. And I, yeah, went, same. I walked out of my office when I was watching this and I went to my wife and I said, this is an incredibly problematic movie. <laughs> and she said, yeah. what do you mean? I said, I can't tell you. And then I went, say, and then I went back and closed the door. A, it's a word we're not allowed to use. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't have that pass. So I... It's literally, it just, it's so out of the blue. It, it was. That, but you know that the rifle's just for, for, for the black people. And exactly. I'm like, oh my God. I was like, oh, Jesus. oh, this is, it's that sort of movie, is it? And then I was like, oh, that's the Tarantino influence. There is that, but not in a good way. Not in a good way. That's what I was talking about before. Tarantino puts it in like, I mean, it's never a good word to use, but he puts it in like historical context. He does. Or it's only said by like people who are subjectively awful people. 
And like, but anyway, it's so bad. And I just, I just remember like just going back and sitting down and being like, oh, am I actually going to finish watching this after that one thing? But I was like, okay, there might be redemption. And ironically, there is redemption because I'm sure you're about to touch on it. But like they exit the store mm. and as they're leaving, Bert, he's like, oh, we should burn down a store because they're fucking racist. Yeah. And I was like, oh, so what the hell? At least they're acknowledging it. He's like, (laughs) my suspension of disbelief was absolutely crazy. Like, because, because I was like, these are like obnoxious American, arrogant teenagers from college. Entitled. Entitled. So, you know, all of that, they're all the worst parts of it. And they're like, you know, complete frat boys sort of style Mm. in pure early 2000s film fashion. But he's angry about the guy being a racist. And I'm like, you like progress? Yeah, question mark. I was like, this doesn't really fit the character. Yeah, <laughs> everything I know about these type of characters that does not fit. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, and I don't want to say it gets redeemed later when it that that line eventually pays off at the end credits. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. at the end credits though. But when when that circles around again, you just go, okay, what? What? <laughs> but we'll get to that when we get to it but yeah I have, but, a, lot, I have a lot to say about the end credits so yeah. we'll get there <laughs> uh, but yeah nicked a um, Snickers bar That's or right. a Mars bar or something like Snickers. that and he gets caught the Dennis's dad stops him and tells him to give it back and yeah. it doesn't actually turn into a big thing no but I think it becomes the justification it, for something that happens later it does and, which um, is n- not logical at all really but well, at, this, at that point logic flew out the door yeah, honestly, they were point. just like, you know what? We need to we need to move these characters to this spot. Yeah, just use that exactly. <laughs> oh, they drive through a small creek. They argue about whether or not they're going the right way, but eventually they arrive at the cabin. The cabin looks exactly like you'd expect from a horror movie. It looks like it's literally what I put. It looks like Evil Dead. It looks like Cabin in the Woods. It looks like a cabin in the woods. It looks like an evil cabin in the woods. It looks like an evil cabin in the woods. Yeah, there is no way about it. There's no <laughs> which is ironic because actually the cabin is absolutely fine in this film. There's nothing wrong with the cabin. Actually, you are yeah, you're completely right. There's nothing wrong with the cabin. Nothing. If wrong. anything, the cabin gets fucked over. Yeah. The by ca- these by these people. <laughs> I think I put it in my notes that actually my favorite felt my favorite character in this film was the Kevin. Was the Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> fully redeemed character. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Marcy and Jeff immediately um, get down to it. Yes. They get themselves to a bedroom and she's like, "Look how pretty it is. Look at the view." And he starts like t- trying to take her pants off. Yeah. And I'm just like, "Okay, horny teenagers, check." Um, and I think coming back to what I said before, that, uh, that solidified for me that this is a high budget porno. Yeah, exactly. We don't see them going at it, which is, I mean, they, we kind of do because they're like making out in the bed, undressing each other, and then Paul busts in and says, "Like, hey guys, there's a lake nearby. Let's go skinny dipping." Yeah, and they're like, "We're kind of busy right now." Yeah, <laughs> and then there's Bert at the window, and then Bert's watching them from the fucking window, just like the, eye, the binoculars with his hands, like <laughs> yeah, and he's like, Whoa. and I'm like, "That's gross. It's That's so just gross. creepy. It's totally creepy." Um, Paul and Karen. Um, bump into Bert who's having uh, having a beer and walking around going to shoot squirrels and I was like Bert at least you're honest yeah <laughs> you fucking sociopath <laughs> completely <laughs> and he's, he makes some sort of gay joke about the squirrels or something like that he said he said yeah he, he goes he goes why are you gonna shoot squirrels and then Bert's like because they're fucking gay and I'm like okay and I was like, like <laughs> what what <laughs> 
What do you mean? Yeah. I'm so confused. Is it because they play with the nuts? Like, yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. But overall, it's just like, uh, yeah, at least he's honest, I guess. I think Bert's my least favorite of this crew. Oh, maybe Jeff, actually. You know what's ironic? As out of all of them, I actually think Bert was my favorite. Oh, really? But for completely different reasons to why he's your least favorite, I'm sure. But we'll get to that. Did, did you like him because he's a douche and he's just honest about it? Yeah, he's not afraid of he's not afraid of holding. He's like, back. hey, I'm an asshole. He's like, live with I'm him. I'm a complete fucking asshole. <laughs> and actually, shortly, uh, I do make a note here about um, how Bert is the only one who's actually aware that he's in a horror film. He's the only one who's like, no chance of Oh, okay. I think no. I know which point you're talking about. Is this yeah. w- when we're in the cabin later and, yeah. and there's a knock? Okay, yeah, yeah. We'll, get, we'll get to that. Um, so Paul tries to confess his love for Karen, but she decides she wants to race him to the raft instead. Yes. Meanwhile, Bert shoots squirrels. Marcy and Jeff bang. Bert takes a piss. Marcy fingers Jeff? Question mark? Yes. During the sex yes. scene? Yes, she does, she does a little finger-picking um, with Jeff. And uh, he fucking loves it. He loves it. it. Good on him. Good on him. Good on him, honestly. Absolutely. Not sure we needed to see that. I but think, good but on again, you coming back to like how that they were they were angry about the racist shop owner, I was like, this is almost progressive. But just, <laughs> almost. But just, this is almost progressive. But you're right, this came out in what, 2002? 2002, where frat boy party movies were the thing. Yeah. And like, her, like incredibly toxic heterosexual. Yeah, there was like, no discussion about anything other than being straight. Yeah. And anything exactly. beyond that was very not fringe. even it was but like, yeah, not even not even being like fingered or anything like that. It, like, is anything to do with your sexuality? No, it's not. But, but like, it would be taboo, at incredibly the time, taboo at the time. And I was like, actually, you know what? Respect the Eli Roth, but actually putting that in there and just yeah. like even just doing the slightest bit of normalizing for that sort of yeah. thing. Because it's like just being open. Like, it's all it is. And it's such a quick thing as well. Exactly. So you can just kind of ignore it and be like, oh, stupid yeah. teenagers or whatever. Like yeah. That. You know, yeah. So um, I respect that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. This, you're right. You've brought it up now. And I'm like, this movie is oddly progressive. <laughs> it is oddly progressive. <laughs> for a 2002 movie. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Very weird. Because this was at the height of, you know, calling everything gay when it wasn't good. Do you remember that? Like, like squirrels. Like, <laughs> like squirrels. <laughs> Why are you squirrels? They're gay. They're gay. <laughs> I remember that was all through my high school as well. Um, calling everything gay. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to do science. It's so gay. Yeah. I know. And I think and this would have been right around that sort of time. So, yeah, I guess it is kind of progressive. Yeah. It is kind of progressive. So, props to Eli Props to Eli Thank you for Kevin Fever. <laughs> Thank you for normalizing... Uh, things things <laughs> i can't even stipulate what they are but <laughs> on the raft uh, paul and karen gossip she talks about how weird it was when a long a lifelong friend of hers suddenly kissed her out of the blue paul is dismayed at this because he's clearly got a crush on her and they've been lifelong friends and they've well. been lifelong friends and he's like what is it is it because is it because he was your friend for so long or was it because, because he, of him yeah or was it because of him who he is, I think he's what he said. Yeah, and I think she says it's because who he who, who he is. Was. Yeah, N- not because of how long they've known each other. Yeah, and uh, Paul was like, "Yes," and he's like, like "I've got a chance," in. and they kiss. I know. She rolls herself into the water playfully, and he's confused. And she's like, "Hey, Paul, don't be gay." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, because he's like, yeah. what? I thought we were making out." And she's like, "Paul, don't be gay." She's like, "Paul, don't be gay." He's <laughs> like, "What the?" And I was like, what the he's hell? Being more straight. He's, he's, yeah. I was like, what the hell are you all about? <laughs> just the worst script. 
Um, Bert lights fires in the dry brush. I know. Always a good idea. Again, in the middle of the woods. Secretly a sociopath. Shooting squirrels, <laughs> lighting fires in the dry woods. You need, smoke, you need Smokey the Bear in this, yeah. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Just what? to come out of the woods. What? Didn't he say that? It is, there's actually a line about that. He said that About he has, Smokey the Bear, yeah. yeah. I think, I think Jeff says him, it or something like that. Bert says, um, call me Smokey the something. It's, the, it's not the bear. And yeah, it says like Smokey the Chipmunk or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And we're like, it's a fucking bear, you yeah. moron. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, so I put genius over here um, while he's setting fires. Before going back to his hunting, he fires, but here's the grunt of a man. Yes. So he's shot a person. I think it's like in a little trench, right? And he just sees this like little brown lump moving through and shoots it. He does. Uh, He walks over to see the man from the opening. Yeah. Uh, Our homeless or or whatever he is, our our woodland man. Yeah, I think they called him a hermit. And yes. Actually, sorry, actually, um, in the credits, he's actually credited as the Hermit. The Hermit. Yes, yeah. I think he's Henry. Henry. His name is actually Henry, but in the credits, I think we he's still only yeah. the Hermit. Yeah. Still, yeah. Oh, <laughs> poor Hermit man. Yeah. His eyes are red. His skin is blistered. It's awful. He looks like he's had, like, um, third-degree burns. Yeah. It looks awful. It looks really gross, and I, that was the first time I was like, oh, that's actually really good makeup. I, I like, thought so, too. Really I was looking at it like... That's gnarly. But you can I like tell it. later on in the film where the real makeup budget comes in. Oh, yeah. Spe- specifically with one particular character. Yeah. It's fantastic. Incredible. Um, he says he's sick and needs help. The man approaches, begging for water. Bert tells him to stay back, shooting the ground at the man's feet, which makes him stumble backwards into the trench. Yes. And I thought that was going to be the end of the guy. Yeah, I thought he would, like, crack his head or something like I that. Thought, and then, but then he just cuts the boot, just, like, smoking a cigarette and, like... And laughing and, and shit. And laughing and, like... <laughs> and you're like, no guilt. Wait, what? Yeah. This is what I mean by, like... We, we talked about it before we started recording. This movie has tonal issues. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> yeah. It's very jarring because it cuts from Bert, I think, pretty much to Bert, I think. Yeah. Um, well, it's Jeff and Marcy putting out Bert's fire and then Bert oh. walks in. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He's having a smoke or whatever like that, and they complain at him. Yeah, we got that comment about Smokey the Chipmunk slash Smokey the Bear. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's Smokey the Bear. Even I know that. We're not American. We know that. Yeah. Um, he doesn't tell them about the sick man at all. That's right. And I was like... He just gets on with his life. He's like, ah, well, he's probably dead, so I'm going to just leave it. And I was like, yeah, you're a piece of shit, but... I don't know. Like, I kind of respect, respect you. You're, you're just trying to party, man. Like, because it's not like uh, it's not. He doesn't even have regret about it. And I'm like, you know what? I can, yeah. I can respect your lack of anything. To be fair, if you see a guy like that who looks like a zombie, basically mm. approach you in the woods, and you're telling you, point a gun at him, telling him to back off, and he doesn't back off, and you got to scare him away with a gunshot. I feel like. I don't know. It's just something that happens. Yeah. I tried to put myself in Bert's shoes. I would... Yeah, absolutely. The the shooting the ground and everything to scare him off, absolutely fine. The fact that he didn't care or didn't tell anyone, didn't call the police, didn't... Mm. Nothing. I know. That's what worries me. Yeah. But that's Bert for you. Yeah. That night, they roast marshmallows at the fire pit. They coax Paul into telling a story about a break-in at the local bowling alley or something like that. Oh, they had some weird intercut... Flashback sort of storytelling Kinda? exposition, whatever it is. Yeah. We cut to the bowling alley. Uh, he's telling the story. Everyone was tied to chairs in a circle before the killer went around bashing everyone's heads in one at a time. So basically everyone had to watch yes. the others get murdered. Um, 
<laughs> my, I have a little note here that just says um, Bert's brain cells aren't working um, I think it's because the story was happening and Paul was telling it and he was just sta- staring at his marshmallow and laughing when it kept oh, his yeah. fire or something yeah. <laughs> he does he does and he actually makes a comment he's like he's like, he's oh, like look how burn it is or something like that yeah, yeah and I was like, like was I just so, had to make a note I was like Bert's brain cells have stopped working so unnecessary once. Bert is the end this is a, a personal goal of mine is to be a himbo like a, you know and, and, and I'm like Bert is the ultimate himbo and I respect that <laughs> but yeah, he's, prob- he's problematic and I don't like that yeah. but, but being the ultimate himbo like frat boy I'm like I romanticize that in my head myself yeah. so I'm like I'm like I wish I was Bert you know I wish you I know, could I, I wish I had that level of I just don't care yeah I'm, I wish I had that level that's it I have got so much anxiety <laughs> And stress about life. Like, I wish I could just sit there and just be like, huh, yeah. toasted marshmallow. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, the, the 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 killer then cut up the bodies apparently, and um, and uh, yeah, Bert starts laughing, and they tell him off. Bert, it's not funny, and he just snaps and says, "Yes, it is, is you fucking slut." He said, "Yes, it is, you fucking slut." And it was so out of pocket, and I laughed so hard. Same. I was like so so confused about this movie because bits of it was so absurd that I laughed. Yeah. And then bits of it are like so gruesome and gory that you you have to take it seriously. But yeah. Yes, this is is, you fucking slight. And And I was like, like, (laughs) I was like, get told. Was it Karen or Marcy? I can't remember. I think it's Marcy. I was like, I think it's Marcy. Oh my God, get told, Marcy. Like, (laughs) Bert has your number. And the fact that he snaps as well, like he's just like, her toasted mud. Shut up, you fucking slut. (laughs) It really, caught me off guard and I actually I loved it it was so funny so so funny um Paul continues to talk about the the one employee that he knew from when he was a kid uh he's the guy who used to give him shoes or something like that yeah smiling he was always smiling the killer cut off his head and they found it in the ball return still smiling still smiling (laughs) and that implies he was smiling when he died yeah which is more frightening than the killer I think yeah and they all laugh at her and they're like you're full of shit no it actually happened and they they, yeah they will laugh about it and stuff like that but (laughs) the idea that this guy just smiles while he's being mad it's like that's kind of a mood yeah and that's where the comedy of the comedy horror comes in yeah Yeah. is this this labeled as a comedy horror i don't even know it is labeled as a comedy horror yeah wow yeah yeah which i which i knew that before like going into it i had just kind of read the basic blurb about the film and like the genre and you know all that and i was like oh comedy horror okay like all right uh, but maybe maybe that's a like a I don't know what the word is but like a post uh, diagnosis I guess or like a post genre maybe like it was originally classed as a horror and they're like you know what this is too funny this to be too horror. funny let's put comedy at the end as well yeah <laughs> I think we need a new genre for horror that's just called like absurdist oh yeah hundred percent wait we need <laughs> that for when something doesn't quite fit comedy but doesn't like you know. Yeah. It's still horror, but, like, it's just absurd it as is. well. Yeah. I think we need absurdist as a subcategory. And we need to go through every horror film ever, ever released and then re- recategorize <laughs> them. Recategorize them. them into that category. Yeah, yeah. Of just absurdist. Just <laughs> random nonsense. We're not even sure. Um, they all laugh about the story, unsure if any of it was true. They suddenly bump into a random guy and his dog. So I just want to point out that... Random guy Eli Roth and his oh, dog. Yes. This is um, this is director Eli Roth. This is director. starring Eli Roth, produced by Eli Roth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you say Eli Roth? <laughs> <laughs> um, I just want to say that actually that was a good jump scare when it's all happy. Like they 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 really lulled you into the sense of security at, at this campfire. Mm. And Paul turns around, he's walking away, and he's walking away from the campfire and making some jokes. And he turns 
and Eli Roth is just right there with yeah. the dog, and it's actually a great jump jump cut and a great jump scare. Like it was a good good it was, moment. It was pretty decent. Yeah, uh, I wasn't Eli, expecting it. Yeah, Eli Roth. Eli Roth can't act for shit though. Oh, it's terrible. Oh, it's awful. Oh, it's absolutely terrible. It's just just the worst. I put um, the most cringe man that has ever existed. Yep. This is Justin. They the asked. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. What did he? It's not. It's not his stage. Is it his stage name? It's his, uh, no, it's his. Uh, it's what the people used to call him at the skate park or something like that. Oh, it's his skate name. That was it. Oh, they, X Games. He did the X Games. That's right. In, that's it. That his his name is Justin, but he wants people to call him Grim. Cool, bro. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Good on you, Grim. I uh, just Grim. Just, just, just Jim. Grim. Just Jim. Jim. There you go. We're going there. Jim. Um, yes, because it's his skater name or whatever like that. Uh, yeah, they ask him to leave until he pulls out a massive bag of weed, in which case they're like, they welcome him in. Yeah. Uh, Bert bets he can drink nothing but beer for the rest of the trip. He bets Paul, no, not Paul, Jeff. Jeff. He bets Jeff that they're gonna, because they think that Bert can't hold his liquor or something like that. So both of them are only gonna drink beer for the rest of the weekend. That's right. Which, as we find out later, was the best choice they could have made. Yes. And I was thinking about this really should have been a big But only in point. this very specific circumstance. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm just like, that's fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> it's absolutely stupid. They're good. They're there for a week. Yeah. Like they're, seven days, is it? Seven, like, seven, seven days of nothing but beer. beer. I mean, I would be sneaking water. I would be going going to bed and yeah. put a flask of water, and I'd be like, "Oh no, it's actually the liquor," and I'd be like, "No, I need to hydrate, man." You'd be you'd be going for for sw- swims in the lake and just yeah. taking mouthfuls as you're swimming around, yeah. like, <laughs> oh my god, oh sweet nectar of the gods." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I think drinking nothing but beer for a week bad Sweet. bad bet, but I'm there for in it. this movie. In this movie, makes sense. Actually, saves their lives. Just saves their lives, actually. Yeah. Which is amazing. Storm clouds start to roll in. They invite Justin in, but he has to go back and pack up his tent because he's got all... He's got, like, electronic equipment out or something like that. It never rains. It never rains? Oh, yeah, it doesn't. It never rains. Because the storm clouds roll in and he's like, I need to pack up my shit or that's, like, 5,000... 5Ks worth of shit. Yeah. Ruined. And then, yeah, you're right, it never rains. It never rains. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm perplexed. <laughs> it's, it adds nothing to the plot, it's, except for getting Eli Roth out of the scene. I do have a little note that he, he says, he promises he'll be back, and then little quote, and little, my little note just says, please don't. Yeah, yeah please, please don't, don't. Please don't come back. Please, please save us from your quote-unquote He comes acting. back in the best way that his character could have come back. Dead. Dead. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's, it's the only way I needed him to return. Yeah. Um, the group sit by the fireplace. Karen and Master talk about their first orgasms. <laughs> While Bert tells a delightful story about this one time he was masturbating and his dog licked his balls. Yeah. While he came or something like that. <laughs> I was just like, absurdist. 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 <laughs> and also so honest, Bert. So, and he's, like, he thinks it's the funniest story. No shame. Time. Yeah. I would, well, I, no one would hear that story. No one, if I, that happened to me, no one would hear yeah, that story. Absolutely. I would die with that in my head like, yep no one is ever learning that that's ever happened oh that's God. right but I think it's a great story yeah because Marcy and Marcy and um, Karen are just talking about the fact that like they didn't orgasm the first time they had sex or something like that I think that's what they're talking about and Bert just chimes in with that yeah 
And I'm like, okay, what Karen and Marcy are talking about, you could understand just being normal conversation between, like, friends who are open about that, their yeah. sexuality and stuff like that. But that's too far, my man. That's something you don't share. <laughs> I know. Oh, my God. It was so weird. It was so weird. So there's a knock at the door. It's the sick guy from earlier. It's our hermit friend. But he's looking even worse now. He begs for help. His skin looks like it's falling off, is what my note says. It... Yeah, the, wor- like... the worst symptom of every regular sickness, as I yeah wanted to point, you know, point out to you before. I hate hate it when that happens <laughs> when I get the cold. I hate it. I hate it when I cough and my nose comes off. Yeah. Like, it's just awful. <laughs> <laughs> Leprosy. <laughs> um, the guy recognizes Bert, and Bert fucking slams the door. <laughs> I think it's so funny. I actually made a note here that said um, Bert's totally wrong for leaving the guy in the woods to die. Yeah. But also, he's the only one self-aware enough to know he's in a horror film. Yeah. Like he's like he's like, do not let some random guy into our cabin who's obviously like sick and carrying some virus. Like, yeah. He's clearly infected with something. Let's not let him in. Yeah. Um. He tells and he tells them all that they're not helping the man. Jeff ch- tells us they um they don't have cell service. We get that mandatory good, line. Good exposition there. Thank you very much, yes. Eli Roth, for telling us that there's no cell service. Yeah. yeah. At least it's kind of put in, into context because they're like, we should call him an ambulance. Mm. Exactly. It, it's not like, you know, at the beginning of the movie, you know, every fucking horror movie nowadays because cell phones are everywhere and everything like that. I kind of miss the 90s movies where it was all landlines. I know. You know, scream. scream. <laughs> but like modern horror movies in every movie, it's always just like, oh, I don't have cell service. I know. Like five minutes into the movie and I'm like, well, we can take that off. I think that they should just start embracing that people have cell phones and make it a plot thing. Like, yeah. They're like, oh, you can call for help. But then there's a reason why the help doesn't come. Yeah, there's a reason you know? the help doesn't come, or you, or they've like they've hacked your phone. That could yeah, be a thing. Exactly. Like, like they, every time you, you call for help, it actually calls the killer or something or it's, like that. It's 2023. Like they use like an AI chatbot that like pretends to be the person they're trying to call. Ooh, that's good. I yeah. like that. Ah, I should be a director. Yeah, I know. Oh, no, they don't get paid. We should just remake. Right. This, we should remake this movie. Yeah, that's right. The writers don't get paid, so actually, I don't want to do that. Yeah, that's true. Unless you're Eli Roth, who is the writer, director, producer, and actor. <laughs> and also got a writing credit on the remake of this film. Did um, he? Yeah. I didn't realize. Oh, yeah, there was a remake in like 2015. 2013. I accidentally um, pulled the actors off of that one, and I was when I was trying to like find the. Oh yeah. And I was like, hey, this isn't who I just watched. Like, that, I don't think this is. The, this is not. This, that does not look, look like the same guy. How? I might watch the remake at some point. See if it is it. Have you seen it? It's got a lower rating than this one on IMDb. Okay, let's not. <laughs> and, this, and I'll tell you and right this now. This was not high. Kevin Fever 2002 is like a 5.2, I think rating. I, I think that's a fair. So well, I'd give it a bit higher. The remake being lower, it tells it's, you all you need. Yeah, to Yeah, it's not a good, not a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> so the homeless man hotwires their car, their truck, and the group arms themselves and attack the man. Boot, uh, sorry, boot. Bert shoots the car as the man vomits blood That's everywhere. Right, lovely. Jeff swings the bat at the man. Marcy sprays the poor guy in the face with bug killer. <laughs> Paul, join, uh, Paul joins them with, like, uh, a lighter or a flame or something like that, which ends up making a flamethrower, which just fucking... Yeah, with the bug spray that Karen was spraying. Yeah, it just know. turns into a flamethrower, and this poor homeless man or hermit <laughs> or whatever he is just goes... <laughs> yeah. The man runs into the woods on fire, and the group just basically goes... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, oh, bugger. Let's go back inside. We'll go and back I'm inside. like, <laughs> exactly. And they're all sitting around the table. And I don't know. It's just, it just is very jarring again. And tonally really changes things again. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Back at the cub and the group discuss whether or not to call the police. 
Uh, we learn that the car doesn't work anymore. Yeah. Because it's been shot too many times or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, no cell service as well, so they can't call for help. Yeah. Uh, um, in, yeah, that, t- that scene at the dinner table, um, you see Paul sitting there and introspectively playing with honey in his fingers. Yes! And, and okay. they really, but they focused on it. And I was like, why? And I was like, no one, no normal person sits around a dinner table fingering honey. Fingering the honey. And That's I'm weird. like, and they focused on it. And everything else went blurry and they've zoomed slowly in on the honey between his fingers. It's not even relevant. It's not like there's like an infectious goo or something no. like that. There's nothing like that. No. Nope. You literally catch it from the blood. Or Why do we include that scene? I, I don't <laughs> know, but he's, he's clearly thinking about something and I kind of want to know. I wish what? there was more. <laughs> Can we get a director's cut, please? Oh, God. This is the director's cut. Oh, God. Edited by <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, in bed, the group can't stop thinking about slash dreaming about the man. We get cut to various and different characters. That is... It was a good It was a good little, like, scene to show that everybody's kind of a bit cut up about it. Yeah. But what got me was that uh, Mar- uh, Marcy was in bed looking out the window with... Uh, Jeff. Jeff. Um, in the bed and he tries to make a move on her and she like bats him away and she's all like upset about it but she's also wearing like the sexiest nighty known to men and looking like a like really sexy and hot like she's ready to go oh, to okay. bed with her, with her boyfriend and so it's like it, it's yeah, like if you're really, not in the mood you put on like your, your frumpy you just go and you go to sleep in your clothes if you're really that upset about something you, yeah. know, you just collapse and shut down at like human was, reaction I love that Jeff has got the little sleep mask thing yeah. as well it's yeah. so funny yeah I know it was just a bit weird um, the new dawn, uh, the new day dawns. We see the car in the daylight, completely drenched in blood. Yeah, just <laughs> like, head to toe blood, and way more than I thought came out of that guy. I thought it only came. I out think of that's him. more blood than would be in a human body. Yeah, <laughs> like that's a lot of blood. It was weird, and I was like, I didn't. I was just like, oh, I'll let him have it, you know. But like, yeah. I was like, I was like, I, where, how did it get on the outside? Because I thought he was only on the inside spewing out blood, but. Maybe, maybe it's maybe it when they were, like, swinging the bat at him. Maybe we missed something uh, when he was, like, vomiting as he was going around. The car. Maybe? I don't know. Um, otherwise, the blood just moves. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's sentient blood. <laughs> it's sentient blood. Well, they never explained the virus at all and what it actually does or anything. No. So, actually, it could be. But I'm not mad about that, actually. Oh. Uh, I, I mean, if you want, we can, we can discuss it at the end. <laughs> <laughs> this movie didn't bother me with that. Um, Bert and Jeff are heading off, leaving Paul with the girls because, quote-unquote, he's a pussy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just had to put Surprise he wasn't gay Yeah <laughs> Come on Let's be progressive Yeah <laughs> Paul has a massive crush on Jeff Or something I don't know <laughs> uh, Marcy Marcy marches off into the woods To get help Right Because the, the The men are being annoying So she's gonna go yes. Get the police Or something That's right. like that That's right We see the corpse of the man Floating face down In some water Yes And we follow the pipeline uh, from for the from the water, which leads straight to the cabin, yes. where someone pours himself a glass of water. Yes, and I was like, "Ooh, so this who, is quite good." Until suddenly becomes a whodunit. Yeah, until the next scene when when you Paul, they immediately tell us who drank the water. Yeah, well, when Paul <laughs> walks into the room and gives a glass of water to to Karen. Yeah, and it has something floating in it. Yes, we'll talk about. I, I, I gotta say, I do love the tracking shot of the pipes. Yeah, I thought that was really cool and a really nice way to show us the like cause and effect. Like, here's the body, here's the pipe, yes. and now we're at the house. That was nice, it and was I was like, good. cool. That's a really nice, smooth way of visual storytelling. Yeah, yeah, it was. Cool. I, I really liked it. But yes, Jeff goes to see Karen. She's very upset about last night. Um, dude has an orange ball floating in his water, 
and he doesn't look at it. And she gets, and she doesn't look at it. She doesn't look at it. And she drinks from this glass like four times. And I look at my glass before I drink anything. It's very <sighs> bright orange. And it's a clear glass with a cl- clear water in it. it. Yes. It's like having a little like floaty, like a little pool toy in there. Yeah. And, and she, she just, doesn't notice. And he doesn't know. Nobody notices. Down the hatch. <laughs> he tries to comfort her. They hug, but she can't. Uh, but she says she can't stop seeing the man on fire when she closes her eyes. Um, everyone keeps saying that he was gonna die anyway, as if this makes it better. That's that's what my note I, says. I said I have the quotations here. That guy was gonna die anyway, and then I said that's wild <laughs> <laughs> because he's not. I don't think this is the first time they said it. I think Paul or Bert says. Uh, sorry, Jeff or Bert says it earlier as well. Like he was gonna die anyway. Yeah, and this is like the second or third time. This is like this is wild. This is absolutely wild. And I was like, you. You can't justify that. Yeah, you can't just say, oh, we murdered a man. It's yeah. fine, he was going to die anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, like, all right. Does it the fact that it became your responsibility? Like, yeah. You guys take the fucking responsibility. Like. It, yeah. These are <laughs> shit people. Yeah. They're terrible. Almost all of them. I think Karen's okay. Yeah, Karen was I think she Karen does anything nice. awful. No, she seems all right. She I seems all right. Which is unfortunate because she's, you know, as we've just learned, the first infected. Yeah. Poor Karen. Poor Karen. Paul gives her a sip of water to calm her down. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Big exclamation marks. Girl can't see that orange ball floating in that shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jeff and Bert arrive at some sort of farm where someone is butchering pigs. Bert oh, almost yeah, vomits at it. Uh, I'm a vegetarian, so I was like, oh, yuck, I hate that. But, yeah, I'm um, not a big fan of it at least with these these sort of country people um because my, my dad grew up on a farm and stuff mm. like that so he he like but, uh, butchered animals and things like mm. that uh i couldn't do it personally which is why i don't eat red meat right but yeah. um yeah at least at least with people like that you know that they're gonna like use everything i really yeah. don't like the like industrial oh, side of it where yeah. they're just like oh we throw away the bit these bits yeah yeah, it's like well, if you're gonna kill them, at least use like, everything. Use everything. Yeah, the factory farm is fucked. But that's that's a whole other podcast. That's a whole other thing. <laughs> um, a bird almost vomits, and I did. I put, dude, where do you think your bacon comes from? She screams at him. Uh, she's screaming as she's gutting the pig. She's, yeah, she's upset about it because it's infected. It's infected. The insides are like orange instead of <laughs> and red. like green and pussy, and they're gross. Yeah. and I was like, that's weird. And she starts screaming at them about how she demands a new hog or something like that. And I was like, I was confused about what she was angry at them for. Because, I don't know, like, they're obviously not from around there. But I I guess she thinks they might be, like, the delivery men meant to pick up the meat or something like that. Maybe, yeah. Something like that. Because she flips very suddenly. Yeah. But, yeah, she's screaming about how all her hogs are sick and it's spreading... We learn Bert's a vegetarian. The woman tells him that... Uh, sorry, they tell the woman that they're, they're staying nearby. And she's like, oh, okay, come yeah. inside. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh. Yeah, you kind of just flip that really quickly. And I don't know why. Like, there's a two, still two strangers on your property. Like, Yeah, she goes from screaming to like, oh, come inside, have a cup of tea. Yeah, have no, some lemonade? Yeah. And I'm like, what? But they always talk about like that, like, southern hospitality and stuff in the States. Oh, yeah, true. So, I mean, I don't know if it's... I don't know I if you know, no they idea. ever say where it takes place. I'm assuming it's in California, actually. Because all these sorts of movies are always in California. Mm. I don't know. I have, I have no clue. And I wouldn't be able to tell by the accent. No. I'm not that <laughs> intuitive, unfortunately. Right. Uh, she invites them inside to call someone from for help. There's no cell service. Mm. Everyone around here uses radios. Radios. Yeah, that's right. Which is great. 
I like that they added that as well. We learn about Henry the Hermit. <laughs> who's her, like, cousin or something like that? Uh, she's a cousin or, or, or something like know. that. She knows him because she's got she's got a photo of him on her dresser. So they have to be related in some way. You'd think so. Or good friends, at least. Exactly. Or something like that. Yeah, there's a photo of, of Henry on the dresser as well. Bert and Jeff back out of the house. That's right. Very awkwardly. It was quite funny. I quite liked that. It was a good bit of comedy, actually. They're just like, back now. And like, closing the door behind them and watching it through the ranch slider that's broken. Yeah. Like, it's so weird. Because she's like, don't you want to call for help? And they're like, no, no, we'll be fine. Actually, we're right. Yeah, it's like... And I'm like, at least call for help first. Yeah. Like, it's like, they're it, not, she's not going to find out. Like, yeah. And this woman never comes back again. Yeah, oh, that's right, yeah. She this, ex- this is a one-and-done scene. She exits the movie right then and there. Yeah, she's like, I'm done. <laughs> I'm out. And, like, I was just wondering how many neighbors they have, because they go to a lot of different houses. And I was like, how many... There's a very close... Seems to be very close to the Oh, yeah, they, they go to one more house, don't they? Another There's cabin. an empty house. There's an empty house. And then they goes... And then later on... Full of beef jerky. That's right. <laughs> and then later on, Paul uh, goes to another house, and he sees the guy's wife. Oh, Yeah. How many cabins are there in this little area? And they're, but they're, these are all farmlands. It's like, where's the actual woods? True. <laughs> and why are they so close walking distance? Exactly. Like, they were able to walk. And they weren't, like, puffed out well, or tired see, or As soon as they like walk that. out of the, 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 the frame on one side, they walk into the next scene. Oh, it's so, like a Doctor Who set. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> uh, Marcy kayaks across the lake. Which is a beautiful scene, by the way. Beautiful shot. Incredibly beautifully shot. Like, the sun is... Like, the lighting is amazing. The scenery is beautiful. I'm not sure what the point was, though. Uh, why is she... Why is yeah, she there's no point in her doing that. Mm. Because she gets to the cabin, right? She she arrives in a small sandy area with a chair and radio set up, but there's no one around. Yeah. Which is... Maybe that's meant to be ominous. Maybe? She rounds the corner and finds a house. And... And this is... I think Jeff and... Yeah, Marcy knocks and calls out, but there's no answer. Nice looking place, though. Really modern looking. Beautiful. Like, if I'm going to go to a cabin in the woods and be murdered... It's that one. I want it to be look like that. Yeah. You know, if it looks like an Evil Dead cabin, I'll know it's coming. You know, if you want to surprise murder me, yeah. take me to a nice cabin in the and woods. As long as, it doesn't, as long as it doesn't have a hidden basement in the floorboards. Yeah, no, no... I'll be checking the floors. No skin book wrapped yeah. in barbed wire, <laughs> you know. I'm right with some skin books. So... <laughs> Skin mag is fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, Bert jumps out and scares her. Yeah, so, so so she crossed the whole lake on a canoe. Yes. And then she got to the same place that her friends walked to. Yes, which must be pretty close to the farm, but not the farm because we were already in the farm lady's house and this is not the same house. Whatever you do, don't try to make a map of this movie. <laughs> it, will, it will make your head explode. It's gonna, like, it's gonna do the, it'll do, they'll do the interstellar thing with the loop and a piece of paper with a <laughs> Yes. <laughs> or, you know, your eyes will explode or something, you know. Um, Bert jumps out and scares her. Jeff appears, telling Marcy there's no one here and uh, and there's no way that Henry survived. Oh, yeah. They're just like, just out of the blues, like, yeah. oh, there's no way Henry's alive. That's right, because they were like, I don't know what the hell that was about. Oh, the, it's so out of the blue. It's a bad scene. It's it's a very it's badly a bad scene with the jerky and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bert sat there eating jerky, just stealing from this <laughs> random random house. And also, and, I thought he said he was a vegetarian a minute ago. Yeah, but maybe he just said that. Or maybe that was Jeff. Maybe Jeff said he was. A no, no, it was Bert. It was Bert. I'm pretty sure it was Bert who said that. And, and then the next scene, he's eating beef jerky. I think he lied to get out of like any responsibility for the pig, so. or to not look like a pussy in front of the. Quote unquote pussy. Right. 
in that's front of true. the in front of the farm lady. That's true. We don't know. We don't know. It doesn't matter. It's, it actually doesn't matter. It, it really doesn't matter at all. <laughs> I just like to know my characters. <laughs> and it, if Bert's my favorite, I have to have some reasons why. <laughs> but now I'm talking to you, I'm like, man, maybe Bert isn't my favorite. <laughs> maybe maybe I feel, Bert I feel isn't a good liking, person. I feel bad for liking Bert. You know? It doesn't mean he's a bad actor, though. No. A lot of the time, my favorite actors in movies are usually the people who get to play the villains because they that's do such true. a good job yeah. in it. It's hard to play. So, them. you know, they don't have to be good people. That's just well played. Yeah. <laughs> At the cabin, Paul answers the door to a deputy. Uh, Paul explains that some sick man attacked them last night. And I said, wait, is, isn't the truck still like, like smothered in blood? Oh, he doesn't care. Like two meters away. Yeah, the deputy. And I was so confused. The deputy doesn't care. No. Paul confesses that they, they hurt the sick man, they hit him with a bat and stuff like that to get him to run away. Uh, Deputy Olsen promises that the man won't come back and he won't let the hermit ruin their fun. I yeah. bet you like to party, wink wink. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was, it, was his name Olsen? Olsen. Uh, Wils- Wils- I think it was Olsen. Well, his name is Wilson. Uh, Wils- oh, maybe it was... Deputy Winston. Deputy Winston. Winston. Was his name. But I think it was Winston Olsen, I think, or something like that. Something like that. Deputy Winston. That's his name. Anyway. Who's um, just a fucking weird character. So and I was weird. so confused. Because they have this entire conversation while walking around the blood-drenched truck. Yeah. And nobody acknowledges it. Yeah. Paul doesn't acknowledge it. And the deputy... And I was just like, is this like... Is this... Are they hallucinating? If you're going to include the truck in the scene, give it a purpose. But instead, don't just use it as a prop to fill out your scene. Ah. It's just, it so confused me. It's just like, are like they all infected and it's like a hallucination thing? Maybe the, maybe the, you know, Dennis did infect them and, you know, they're all having hallucinations and there was no hermit man vomiting blood everywhere. I'll stop you right there. You're thinking about it too much. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was just it's I was not that type of movie man <laughs> I was just so it blew my mind that nobody acknowledged the blood drenched truck in this scene so I I, I already have much to say about the scene it was funny I, probably the only scene that actually made me laugh out loud because of how out of pocket it was yeah. but I think the only comment I had was that actually Deputy Winston as a character is a complete gem in this film he's I, so fucking weird so welcomed by me in this film I was like tonally just shifted it again hilarious and he's just what what are you he's my like, dude he's like a dewey from you know from scream he's like, yeah uh, but like more like dude bro yeah like, oh he's like a frat bro who's who's wearing a cop uniform it's so weird i don't know he is weird but i actually i he, it was the only scene in the whole movie that actually made me laugh out loud because at the end of the scene after he's like okay i'll go get your tow truck yeah. He gets on his bicycle. <laughs> yes. And oh that my prop, god. That bit of prop comedy. Before we get that though, oh, we, yeah. we do get Karen appears for a second. Oh yes. But then is ushered back inside or something He's like, like that. He's like, go drink a 40. And she's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, what is going on? Is this a horror movie? What is happening? No, it's a frat boy. It's a party movie. No, it's a horror. It's a comedy. Yeah. It's a... Deputy Olsen <laughs> says, this is a party town, especially if you've got five pounds of meat between your legs. No one has five pounds of meat. I don't know how much five pounds is. I, immediately I went, fucking Americans in the pound system. What is that in kgs? The rest of the world is using kgs. Do we, know, do we know how much it is in kgs? I have no idea. You're gonna five pounds? In kgs. How big a dick two do, kgs. does Deputy Olsen have? That's a 2.25 kilogram penis. That is a, that that's is a lot of meat. 
That's a lot of meat. That's a lot of meat. That's a t shirt. That's a lot of meat. That's a lot of meat. That's. I think even like. Even. I don't think that's even possible. No. 2.25 kilograms? That's like two bags of rice. Uh, <laughs> that's how you pick up people at the pie and shove a couple of bags of rice down your pants or do the 40 year old virgin it's like a big bag of sand <laughs> anyway oh my um, god yeah again I was completely puzzled the deputy pays zero attention to the car though he does mention that the car is dented oh yeah he's that's like, all yeah he's like oh, <laughs> yes. oh it looks pretty banged up and yeah. I'm like and what about the blood what about the blood <laughs> what about the gunshot holes what about the oh my god he says, don't worry, he'll put out a, an APB for the man that attacked their car. Yep. Um, and yeah, I, again, does he not see the blood or am I, am I imagining things? The policeman leaves on his pedal bicycle. That was the funniest part of the whole film. He's like, don't worry, I'll get you a tow truck. Hops on his, on his I bicycle. I know, he's making it, making it that he's like this badass cop, and like this badass deputy runs the town sort of thing. Yeah. He's like, he's pretty cool. And he's then got a bicycle. <laughs> But the bicycle doesn't return. Like, we see him again later as a character. He's got a cop car. Yeah. So, like, just for this one event, you know? Like, yeah. I don't yeah, know. It made I, no sense. I kind of wish when we saw him at the party later, you could just see the bicycle leaning against the car. <laughs> that would have been so good. Uh, Karen tries to fall asleep. Bert and Paul hose off the car and clean it down. Right. Karen wants to leave as soon as possible. Bert thinks they're funny because they like each other but won't bang. He's talking about Paul and Paul and oh, Karen. Yeah. He's like, you guys are funny. Yeah. You both like each other, but you won't bang. Yeah. As if it's like some foreign concept to him. Yeah. <laughs> Paul and Bert stop at, uh, as Justin's dog appears and oh, yeah. barks slash growls at them. Marcy scares it away with a shot from Bert's gun. Mm-hmm. The group discuss how or when they'll leave and whether or not they should leave. That's right. Karen leaves the group as she's feeling nauseous. Yes. She has to go lie down. She has to go lie down. She's feeling sick. We'll get there. Bert reckons he can fix the car enough to get it going, but needs someone to watch out because the dog is out there. Because Justin's dog is out there. We zoom in on the on a cup of tea that someone's been drinking. And I was like, oh, is another person infected? But that would be cool. And then they just cut away from the tea, right? They cut away from the tea and it doesn't come up. That's right. It's just tea. But you make tea with water. That's why I was But thinking. you have to boil the water first, so does that mean like, the virus is gone? It doesn't matter. They were both, like, everybody's been drinking the water, except for uh, Bert and uh, Jeff. Bert and Jeff, yeah. yeah. But most of them don't get infected until later anyway. And well, usually we see the point of infection as well. Yeah. So does so the water the, actually matter? The water seems irrelevant except for infecting Karen. That's right. Nobody else, I think, gets infected by the water. It had the orange piece in it. It had the little... It didn't see because he's fucking blind. It had the little floating fuzzy nerd. Yeah. (laughs) I love nerds. I love nerds. I love nerds. ropes, actually. Um, Oh, yeah. uh, My partner's got some, the, like, wild berry ones. Oh, so good. Paul checks on Karen. He gives her some water. More (laughs) water. More. I think it's the same Down the hatch, Karen. (laughs) (laughs) Drink the little fuzzy ball. Go on. She tells him to stay, and they cuddle cute. Bert works on the truck while Jeff keeps the dog at bay. In the bedroom, Paul kisses Karen as she sleeps before yeah. making his move. So was so okay, so she's totally whacked out like feverish. I assume so. How was it consensual? Um she was apparently asleep. No. She was apparently asleep still. It wasn't until he took down the covers and was like, "Oh, what the fuck's happening?" that she wakes up. 
She was into it, but, you know, still sleeping. Yes, I think she's still asleep. So, no. I think it was not consensual, and I think that was not fucking cool, Paul. No. Not cool, Paul. The cuddling's fine. She invited you to cuddle. She did. She did not invite you to do the other things. Yes, he he grabs her boob and then slides down her stomach, leading down to her crotch, uh, for a bit of fingering. She moans, seemingly enjoying it. And I put... I was like... I sat there, like, listening, and I was like... Am I the only one hearing weird squelching noises? I know yeah. I'm a gay man, but I don't yeah. think it, I don't think it's meant to sound like that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know. Ex- the person. Yeah, <laughs> I'll tell you right now. It shouldn't. It shouldn't. In a normal situation, <laughs> it's like it's like that TikTok. Uh, that, no, the uh, the old vine and the lady stirring the, the pot of macaroni. Yeah, it's making a squelching noise, and the the grandson comes up and he's like, "That's what good pussy sounds like." <laughs> it does. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. <laughs> As a gay man, I was like, maybe I'm just, I just don't know. No, it's wrong. Um, but I was just like, but that's a very squelchy um, yeah. vagina. <laughs> <laughs> wrong. As Paul pulls his fingers out, we see uh, we see that she's covered in a rash and his fingers are covered in blood. Yes. The group freaks out, Bert threatening her to stay in bed. She screams for help. It's so, this this um, scene is so weird because they keep, Bert keeps like opening the door, screaming at her and then slamming the door yeah. again to have a conversation and then opening the door and being like, get back in bed, bitch. Slam uh, yeah. the door. <laughs> yeah. I'm so confused. But again, relates back to what I was saying. Bert's the only one who knows he's in a horror movie. The only one doing anything rational, in my opinion, in terms of containing a virus that he's recognized. Like, true, as dumb as, and much of a himbo as he is, He's actually kind of smart about it. Yeah, and, and he's less of a douche than Jeff turns out to be. Yeah, that's right. Uh, which doesn't come till a little bit later. Yeah, the group freaks out, but opening and closing the door, screaming at her and then screaming at everyone else and then screaming at her and then screaming at everyone else. Yeah. Um, Burke calls her a whore and a slut. Why? Don't know why? Why? Not sure what, because she's sick? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe he thinks it's like some sort of STD. <laughs> Worst STD ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm not, not down to have that one. That night, they all inspect each other for signs of infection. They look for a rash on each right. other, flashing torches and everything like that. The four of them seem to be clear. They carry a mattress outside while Karen follows at a safe few yeah. feet behind. And I was like, practicing social distancing. Like, we've done COVID now. We know that they're actually doing the right thing. Yeah. Do they have, like, a, what is it, epidemiologist, is it? No, what is it? No, I think you're right. Epidemiologist. Is it, do they have one of those on set to be like, oh, this is what would happen. This is what you should do. But then how would the characters know? I don't know. They're fucking stupid. So I don't know. <laughs> I mean, even later, like, they start covering their mouths as they're like... Jeff around. does. Jeff does. Jeff, he, at least. He's like got a tissue and he's like covering his trying to cover his mouth with a tissue, like... Yeah. As if he had a mask. Maybe we like, knew about this before COVID and, like, <laughs> just wasn't yeah. spread around. Oh, well, probably. actually, okay, think about what was happening at the time. Was that the SARS um, pandemic in Asia? Oh, maybe. It could have been that, so that could have been relevant. Maybe they knew. Definitely. I don't know. But yeah, they keep a good six feet. Karen, poor, poor Karen. Poor Karen. Like, swaddled in her blanket, waddling down the hill as they take her to a fucking shed. And she could have at any point just been like, no, I'm not doing this. Yeah. And they could they would have had to have made her do it. Yeah, which means risking infection. Yeah. They set Karen up in a, with a makeshift room in the shed. They promise they won't leave her alone, but they are going to bolt, bolt the door shut, they say. Yeah. 
<laughs> I'm like, well, that's comforting. Thank yeah, you. I was like, you guys are shitty. You guys are so shitty to your friend. Like, yeah. you're meant to be a friend with her. Especially like, Bert. It's just yelling abuse at her I for know. no fucking reason. Well, and Paul's been her friend for years, as like their whole lives. Yeah. And he's just like, yeah, I'm going to bolt you in there. Yeah. No sympathy. No sympathy. Fuck you, Karen. You whore. You whore. For no fucking slut. <laughs> and I'm like, what yeah. the hell? Like, why? What makes her a whore about this? Nothing. Uh, Absolutely. Anyway. And it was so sad. Like, I, I found her to be quite pretty. I thought she was a very pretty character. Oh, she's gorgeous. She's actually a very gorgeous character. She's and stunning. Like, and actually, uh, did dirty. from what we know about her, seems like a decent person. Yeah. Her, w- and, and then Marcy's a fairly decent person. Marcy's not bad, eh? And then, and then the guys. And the guys. With Paul and Jeff being, sorry, Paul and, no, not Paul, Jeff and Bert being the worst. Yeah. Definitely. I think so. And Deputy so-and-so as well. Winston. Who's just an awful person. He's an awful person, but great comic. <laughs> but God, is he entertaining. Great comic relief. Uh, Paul walks around with his bat, but hears noises. Marcy checks on Karen, unlatching the door to give her some food and telling her that she needs to eat something. Yes. Beautiful shot inside the, the shed. Uh, shadow? Yeah. Her face? Yeah. Where you just got this tiny sliver of light that's just on, like, one arm that's holding a cigarette, and then yeah. you just got this... The tiny little orange light of the lit cigarette in the darkness. It's, what do they call it? The negative space, right? It's, yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, it's beautiful. Gorgeous. I think really well done, Eli Roth. Yeah. She smokes, and as her face comes into the light, we see that the infection's spreading. Yeah. She looks proper sick, and her face is getting very red. Yes. Paul stumbles on a naked woman putting out candles. <laughs> That's right, he's gone for I help I thought it was Marcy at first. I was like, oh, like, is he, is he going to go meet Marcy? Like, and then I was like, wait, why does she look like that? And then I was like, why does the house look so nice? Yeah, it, it's a real nice house. A real nice house? Is this the house where they ate the beef jerky from? It must be. Sure. No, unless it's another property. That's the thing. Oh In my, my head, it was another property. I mean, it could be. I don't know. Um, they look inside. Yeah, naked woman putting out candles. She's gorgeous as well. Paul asks the man, f- uh, yeah, the the the, uh, the woman's husband comes yeah. out and it's like, "You fucking peeping Tom." And yeah, like, and he's like, "Yeah, I, I actually was, but I mean, I actually do need your help." Yeah, yeah. And he's I like, mean, your wife's hot, but also, yeah, yeah, yeah your wife's gorgeous, but goddamn, like, I need your phone. We need to call her. We need, we need some help. And at which point, if I put myself in the shoes of the guy whose wife was getting perved on, I think I would be rightfully angry, but then I'd also still at least try to hear him out. Yeah, be like, like, like what, "What do you need?" And is it yeah. worth my time? Or yeah. are you? bullshitting in which case i'll call the police yeah exactly yeah um but the man just draws a gun as as that he thinks um paul was being a people that's right that's right he so overreacts paul scampers off marcy made chili but no one is hungry chili was probably the wrong thing to make i'm not gonna lie after seeing how rashy and gross karen was and like (laughs) rashy and gross the other guy was and then making like a red gross looking chili yeah. This is true. Uh, a, because um, American chili is the one with like beef in it and stuff. Like, yeah, it's got like bits. It's like chunky. Yeah. It's like chunky and red. So you got like the, the chili beans and, and the bits of beef and stuff like that in it. So yeah, no. Yeah. Lumpy, meaty red. It's not something, if you're feeling squeamish, it's not something you want to eat. No. Yeah, maybe don't, <laughs> maybe don't eat chili while watching this movie either. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Please note to the audience, <laughs> no chili while watching this film. <laughs> it's, uh, as becomes apparent very shortly. Yeah. Um, they're all worried about, uh, Karen. Um, and they're worried that they might have caught it as well. Yes. Jeff and Bert get into a fight and Paul has to break it up. Yes, that's right. Karen is dying and they're fighting instead of helping each other. They all decide that they're going to eat alone, sleep alone, prepare their own food. Um, but they do have to talk to each other. Yes. And I was like, good. This is a good 
It's actually thing very, to point out. Very smart. Yeah. Actually, very very well done and very good that they can come to that conclusion. Yes. I, I read in the synopsis that they're college graduates, so they actually have done some decision making in their life. So actually, it's, yeah, we, yeah, we do get we do learn that because of what Marcy's yelling at the beginning to that kid about yeah. don't go to college; it's a fucking scam. Yeah, yeah. So actually, it kind of lines up that that's kind of the right sort of they can make decisions that are actually intelligent and for the benefit of all of them. Yeah, not just one of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're capable of well, not except really selfish, except, except for Jess, fucking Jeff, <laughs> who turns into a dick in about ten minutes. Yeah, um, Bert takes a sip of water to calm himself and loses the bet. Fuck you, Jeff. And I was just like, <laughs> I was like, oh well, Bert's infected. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're interrupted as Justin's dog tries to dig into the shed where Karen is. They scare it away with a shot. Inside, Karen doesn't respond. We just mm. hear moaning. Yeah. Uh, the group sleeps. Bert is outside by the shed. Um, That's right. Yeah, watching over Karen um, and dreaming of Henry. Oh yeah, the hermit. That's right. He did feel guilty. Yeah, he was dreaming about uh, his body on fire. I think. I think so. Yeah. Or or shooting at him. It might have been when he was shooting at him. Potentially both. I can't remember. Quite forgettable. Yeah. But uh, showed that he has some sort of conscience. So. Yeah. Exactly. Thank you. The next day, Bert manages to get the truck running. Yeah. He, he gets the others, but when they check on Karen, she's covered in blood, and we get the flies buzzing everywhere. That's right. I so kind of wish this had been, like, throughout the movie a bit. The fly theme? The fly theme. Yeah, it, like, they definitely built it up with the opening credits as to be, like, yeah. more of a motif. Um, it does come back a few times, flies. I do, you do hear them, but it wasn't, like... It's mainly just around Karen, though. Yeah. Because they could have done it with Henry the Hermit as well. When he yeah. when he stumbles onto Bert or whatever like that, mm. have the sound of flies and mm. things like that. Mm. I th- just think it w- was a missed opportunity to have an ongoing motif. Yeah, which could have been very cool. It would have been cool, but yeah, yeah you, li- you live and you learn when you do it. Movies. Mm. They lift her up because they're they're going to leave. Bert excitedly runs to the car, but has to stop and cough up some blood. Yeah, because you're sick, Bert. You're sick. You're sick. And he's like, "Damn it, no!" He <laughs> unbuttons his pants immediately. Yeah, to check his thighs, but maybe because he saw Karen, it was on her thighs. It was first. on it was on her like crotch area first. Yeah, or something like that. And he immediately unbuttons his pants, and yep, sure enough, he's got a red rash. That's right, coming up, um, coming up the side of his stomach. Yeah. Paul and Marcy Karen carry Karen to the car, and Jeff refuses to sit anywhere near Karen. Yeah, because he's a dickhead. Because he's he's a dick. And and um, Bert was like, yeah, just put her up the front with me. Like this is why I'm kind of like Bert. He yeah. actually is just like, I don't care, Like, let's just get this shit done. But I think he, the only reason he was like that is because he knew he was already, already infected. Sick. That's true, he was already I sick. I reckon if he didn't think, if he didn't know he was sick or he wasn't sick, he would not have allowed yeah. He would have, like, been, put her in the, in the truck bed. Yeah, true, <laughs> just lie, just, just throw her in there, like, dump her in there like she's already dead, like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> true. True. Um, they're about to load her into the car when she starts vomiting blood. Yep. The group notices that Bert isn't looking so good and refuses to get in the car with him. So Bert drives off alone. That's right. He's just like, well, fuck all of y'all then. But then he says, I'm going to go get help. Yeah. He does say that. So, again, I'm looking for reasons to like Bert. I put him as my favorite character. Yeah. He's still trying to do the right thing. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's more, I comp- think, I I think think more compass is literally on a like, permanent rotation, spinning around. Mm. But, you know, I think he generally points north. I think he's generally a good guy. I think his once once his self-interest aligns with the group, he becomes very helpful. 
Yeah. 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 Otherwise, we'll just given that. Yeah. Otherwise, just calling Karen a whore because she's sick is just. <laughs> and shut weird. up, you fucking slut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, he leaves the group behind. Paul and Marcy help Karen get comfortable. Jeff... Back in her shed. Back in her shed. Yeah. (laughs) Lovely. Yeah. Uh, Jeff grabs beer and goes to leave the group behind. Um, Marcy confronts him. Jeff tells them to rot if they're that stupid to touch Karen before he runs off with his case of beer. Yeah. All right, Jeff. And do, do we actually see where he goes? Because I don't actually remember seeing where he goes. I think we see later he, like, ends up um, in, like, a, sh- a small, like, sh- fishing shed near the lake or something like that. There's oh, okay. A tiny little shed at the oh, end, it was, end of the lake. Oh, okay. Cool. He was, like, overgrown. The ending. We'll get there in a minute. With yeah. The ending, but, yeah, I just wasn't sure if... I don't remember seeing the shot where he actually ended up from where he lived. No. It's so weird. But, yeah, I, I, he's doing the whole covering his mouth and everything like that. But he basically tells his friends to go fucking fuck themselves. Yeah, just die. He's yeah. just like, you're all on your own now. Bye. You're on your own. Die. Yeah, it's fine. Bye. And, and Marcy's his girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah, they're official. Yeah. And he's just like, nah, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. Every man for himself. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but... Screw the kids. Screw the children. Yeah. I'm out of here. Yeah, basically. Like, <laughs> and I, I love his dedication to his bet. Yeah. Of only drinking beer because he takes a fucking case of beer. Because yeah. I'm going to go out. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to have a good weekend. Yeah. Fuck all of you and your your death virus. Like, <laughs> Amazing. Um, Bert starts scratching his neck while he's driving, which has begun to bleed. Oh, yeah. Um, we haven't actually seen any of the skin peeling yet. No. Um, because when we saw the homeless man, it was like blistering. Yeah. But not peeling. Yeah. Uh, spoilers for later. We're going to um, see some skin peeling. We're going to see some skin peeling in quite inventive ways. Yeah. Marcy cries at the window of the cabin. Paul comforts her. Um, <laughs> sure that Bert will get help. That's right. Because Bert, he said he was going to get help, but he was also very sick. But did they know he was sick? Did, was it obvious? No. I don't think it was obvious that he was I don't was think sick. they know he was sick. Yeah. They did say that he... Oh, well, they did say he, he didn't look well. That's true. And then he was like, fuck it, just get in the car. Yeah, that's right. That's right. He, he, he glossed over it. Yeah. He was, like, he was like, come on, we're going to go. But it's nice that they have faith in him. Yeah. To, that, that he'll actually I think that to, I think he has actually shown that he is... That he is trustworthy to them. At least some, some level of reliability. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Marcy says they're all going to be dead soon love a bit of optimism (laughs) I know people like that I mean (laughs) depending on the horror movie I might just yeet myself into whatever death is fastest my wife has said if the apocalypse ever comes zombie apocalypse like we we used to watch The Walking Dead right oh yeah love that she's like I would love her to fucking die I'd rather die if I, if I, I, can, I can see how it's going to end up mm. I'd rather just die I think zombie apocalypse I'm, I'm sticking now something like cube or something like that you know where it's like i don't know if you've seen that movie there's like it's like a massive puzzle and you have to use maths to get out and like some of the rooms are booby trapped and it's basically like a giant it's it's a cube it's, it's a, a giant room. cube and each there's like small rooms in yeah the cube, they're, they're, right? there's a door on every wall which leads to another cube and some of the cubes are booby trapped and you have to try and figure a way out is it just a, is it just a torture porn thing no it's a like psychological thriller Oh, I it's need, actually very I good. I need to watch this. It's a 90s movie. It's very good. Oh, okay. I need to watch this. Um, but yeah, it's it's quite enjoyable. But we we did it for the podcast and, and me and the person I was talking to were, uh, were like, well, this is like 
We need math to yeah. figure this out. I'm just finding whatever trap will offer me the quickest death and just yeeting myself in there. Yeah, <laughs> like that's it. Yeah, because I'd rather, I'd rather just not deal with it. Yeah, basically. Yeah. I was just like, well, I'm not getting out of here. <laughs> it's a quick death or starve. Yeah. Like. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, we're, yeah, Marcy says they're all going to be dead soon, so they might as well fuck. Yeah, which was a real big jump for Marcy. Um, I feel. But she was also already highly sexualized from the start of the film, so. I know, it's it flip flopping because she was just like, they arrive at the cabin and she's like, yeah, let's fuck. And then it was like, oh, we burn a man to death. I don't want to fuck anymore. And now she's like, we're all going to die. Let's, let's fuck. fuck. And I'm she's like, just up and down. And, and she will be in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was a very that was good. bad joke. That was good. That was good. That was good. Um, we see Marcy's back is slightly red because she takes off her shirt That's and we can right. see a small red patches. It looks like it looks like maybe she'd be slapped on the back or something. Like, yeah. It's just like a little bit red. Um, afterwards, Paul cleans his dick with alcohol. Okay, so Listerine on the dick was funny as hell. I was, <laughs> was like, it Listerine? It was Listerine. I thought it was like it was um, a bottle of vodka Listerine. or something. It was it, list- it, it was mouthwash. Hit, it hit home for me because I buy the exact same Listerine, oh, and I was like, "That would burn." Uh, it's like the pure. Yeah. Al- it's like the pure alcohol one because I get like really sore sometimes, and mm. I was like, "Oh." I will make sure I don't I make sure that they're always super clean so I always brush my teeth you know multiple times a day mm. and I always do Listerine full alcohol Listerine multiple times a day yeah and I was like that shit burns your mouth oh yeah I don't know how that would feel on your pee pee but you know what <laughs> on your pee pee yeah yeah cause I was like I don't wanna do it so this I don't wanna do it and you're like no 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 very, made me very much should have just worn a condom yes uh, they, they don't have condoms these guys don't have condoms Straight up, they just don't. I mean, given our characters, no, probably not. No, they do not. They're raw dogging. They're raw dogging. That's just, it's just what they do. But yeah, Listerine on the deck. Yeah. And I was like, well, at least he's cleaning it, but ow. Yeah. I just wouldn't have done that. And I think this is when he gets infected. Which is, it is exactly when he gets infected. Um, I'm not sure when Marcy got infected. Water, probably. Probably the water. Oh, maybe when she was kayaking across the lake. No, because the lake was... Oh, the lake's not infected. The lake's not infected. It's just that reservoir. We never see Marcy get infected. Hmm. Uh, yeah, we could just assume it's water then. Just assume it's Maybe water. it was that tea. Maybe it was her tea. Oh, and they still showed us that she drank tea. Maybe. Mm. Stupid movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> stupid fucking movie. We see the mar- mar- uh, the marks on Marcy's back are more red now. Yeah. And, and I thought it was just a sex thing at first, but then I was like, oh no, she's infected. There wouldn't be yeah, stories like, if she wasn't. clawing at her back, because she was, she was cowgirling it. Yes. So it might have been just, you know, holding her close and, um, you know, as you do. Yeah. And I still stand by my... I wish my life was that horny. To be honest. Yeah, it's always the thing in movies, eh? Yeah. It's super horny. You're like, that's just not what life is. It's not. But sometimes we all have shit to do. Yeah. Wish I didn't. <laughs> wish I could just get fucking skin diseases and fuck all day. <laughs> it, would, it would be a short life, but it would be sweet. It would be sweet. I'll um, drink beer. <laughs> Bird arrives at the general store and calls out for help. Bird explains about the infection. The dad tells him to stay away <laughs> while he calls a doctor. Um, Dennis starts yelling pancakes at Bert I... before doing kung fu kicks <laughs> towards Bert and biting his hand. How nuts is that? How nuts is the is the slow pancakes? 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 Kung fu for like a minute. Of like slow motion slow kung mo- fu flips and stuff like that, flips and kicks, and then suddenly it's a shot of Bert's hand extended like a, for a handshake, and then Dennis biting on it, like as if he let let Dennis do it. Yeah, 
And I was like, this is nuts. And this then the, the dad just has... just insane. And the dad comes back. Yeah, the, the dad says if Bert is sick, then he'll make Dennis sick. Then there's only one solution. Um, dad pulls a rifle and Bert has to drive off as, as they shoot at him. Yeah. So basically his solution is they... I'm like, that won't... That won't do. The, the yeah. logic doesn't logic right. It doesn't work at all. They needed some sort of explanation as to why the dad was gonna... Why they, why they could introduce more villain to the film. Yeah. They needed that. They needed more antagonists. But, like... They it's could have it's not a vampire anything. curse. You don't yeah. you don't cure everyone by killing the first infected. Like right, exactly. Oh, oh it's oh my god. Yeah. Um, the, the the dad tells his coworker to grab a gun as they need to take care of the source of the infection. Yeah. Paul heads out to find help. Bert is chased and shot at. Marcy takes a bath. Marcy. Oh. He, he, her back is now blistering and bleeding as she sits. And the back. makeup looks so good. The makeup looks fucking Reminded awesome. Reminded me of Slither. I love Slither. Yeah, I love, I love Slither. I've seen it way too many times, but I what love Slither. What a gruesome, gory yeah. movie. So but the, definitely, those effects definitely reminded me of Slither, so. Yeah, the makeup is gorgeous. There's one particular bit when we see Karen again that oh, it just mm. looks so fucking so good. good. But yeah, these blisters on her leg and her back and everything look yeah. great. Yeah. So Bert's truck breaks down, the locals follow his trail, one of them carrying a small box, which I thought would be important. I was yeah. like, oh, do they know what it is? Yeah. Oh, is this something? And that, that's like, I don't know, the cure or something like that? I was like, like ah. there's a box. I was like, oh, what's this? This is good. This is, this is interesting. Mm. Just it's... pulls out the lament configuration. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, I've got, this... I've got the one on my desk at work. You know, this, I love my lament configuration. This turns out to be a Hellraiser movie. <laughs> it's, a, it's a sequel. It takes place in the Hellraiser timeline. You're making this. We're making this. <laughs> we're this making <laughs> Well, we never see what's inside the box. Yeah. So. Um, Paul comes across Henry the Hermit's body in the water supply in the reservoir. Yeah. He grabs a stick and pokes it. Dude's dead. Yeah. What does poking it do? He well, he tries to. He does poke it. It flips over. It's a dead body, and he's, he's leaning down on off of a dodgy ass ladder, and, and the ladder breaks, and, and he just breaks. falls like face first into the corpse. Into the corpse, and then he's like, ah, oh, well. So, but I think he was already sick at that point. I think so. I Unless cleaning your dick with Listerine does work. No, I can't. <laughs> There's you no took a way. second where you're like, maybe. maybe. <laughs> no, doesn't work like that. It doesn't work Surely like that not. for like chlamydia and herpes. Like if you immediately clean your dick with alcohol after having sex. I Surely not. Well, because the hole. Yeah. Your, your right. pee hole. Like bacteria gets inside so that. Unless you're sounding off with your, with your... Oh, Listerine. <laughs> Let's not go there. Oh, sounding with... You just put a straw and then put a Listerine in. <gasps> oh! 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 New fear on I was going to go back to the, the bath scene. That it, that was the one thing that made me super squeamish in this Oh, we, we were, oh, we're it, about it, it, to it get doesn't to cut that. back. It cuts back to it. Okay. Because, oh boy, the makeup in that? Fucking gorge. He manages to climb out and realizes how they got sick. Yeah. It's the water. Bert runs while the locals fire at him. He makes obvious. He makes an obvious trail on one of the trees before running in the other direction. Which is our first skin peeling because all the blood's on his hands, and I think that he peels. That's why he was like, "Oh, because that's because that's when he wipes his hands on the bark of the tree. He like, takes his skin off. Takes his skin off, and he's like, oh. ow. He like says, "Ow." So I that, miss that. I miss I that. I think that's when that we first get our skin peeling. That's really cool. I yeah. like that as a detail. And actually very smart for the character. Yeah. He left a fake trail and ran in the other direction. I'm telling you, Bert's a good character in this film. Yeah. Uh, Marcy shaves her legs in the bath while crying. 
and I put, oh, please don't do what I think you're about to do. Sure enough, as she shaves the the skin of her leg, we see the blisters, and as the razor goes over the blisters, it just takes the skin off. Oh, and it made me so squeamish watching that. I, oh yeah, I was I was like, I was like, don't do it, you idiot. You can see it's blister underneath. She's no. just like, everything's fine. Yeah. It's all fine. She's in full dem- denial. Like she's yeah. fully like, this is fine. But as this, but as it hits the blister, and you just see the whole like, it just like the whole like, skin of the leg like shifts it's off like, with it. Um, <laughs> Uh, it's like when you have like a like a potato that you've boiled, and then you can like peel the skin off of it, and like yes. bunches up, like it's a boiled like, egg, where you can just yeah, you could just pop the shell off once yeah. you've cracked it. You know, oh, it made me it made me gag, <laughs> and I was like, I'm really good with this with gore. I love gore. Yeah, not that one. But at the same time, I was like, that looks fucking cool because though. I know how it feels to be sick, and that feeling of achy in your bones and everything touching your skin hurts. Mm. I was like, that it feels bad. It feels it's bad. fucking gnarly. <laughs> fucking gnarly. Fucking gnarly, man. <laughs> That's bad. <laughs> fucking gnarly, bro. Carne asada taco, bro. Yeah. It's fucking gross. Yeah. But very cool. Great because you can kind of see it coming and you're like, no, they won't, but they do. They and do. it looks good and it's it's applicable to what's happening. Yeah. It's not like out of the blue gore or anything like that. It's really, really good. I'm convinced that, that a lot of the budget went into that. Into the yeah, skin effect. effects. Yeah. And you know what? Well deserved. Yeah. The acting in this movie is not bad. Oh. Apart from Justin. I thought, I think, I think at the start of the film, it felt really stiff and you get used to it. Yeah. I think, I think once we hit the horror, yeah. everyone does really well. Yeah. But we'll talk about that at the end. Yeah. But yeah, she, she, oh yeah, all the skin peels away from her leg as she shaves over it, which is fucking nasty. She turns the shower on and tries to wash the blood away. Before hearing a shot outside. Yeah. A gunshot. And this is, again, one of those... Audio cuts. Audio cut. Yeah. Beautiful. I just love it. Great audio cut. I really do love it. She heads outside, but is attacked by Justin's dog. Yeah. Banging on the shed for Karen to help her. That's right. And I'm like, bitch, you locked her in there. Yeah. The door's bolted. She can't help you. Yeah, I know. Even if she could help you. Yeah. She can't. She can't. She's freaking dying, man. You saw her. She was like, couldn't respond to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, hearing the screams, Paul arrives at the cabin and finds pieces of Marcy's body. Yeah. Just, I think we zoom in on, the, like, a foot. The dog, like, tore her apart. Yeah. And I'm like, that's crazy. I feel like it hasn't been that much time has passed. No, definitely not. And also, and how the dog got the door open. Well, I can't remember if Marcy opened the door to Karen, but... No, no, she couldn't get in. Right. So when... So she was banging on the shed when the dog attacked her. Yeah. So she was just in the woods area. And then I guess it tore her apart and spread the bits about. And then it um, went up and unlocked the door and went into the cabin. Oh, yeah, true. And went because how the... does how does the dog get to Karen? Oh, how does okay. the dog get to Karen? Well, the door was open. And then it comes But then out. how did the door open? Because it was bolted from the... Karen house. actually got up and uh, unlocked it from the inside for the dog to come in. And to, eat face. to eat her. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, that's what Does happened. it eat her face? I don't think it does. Oh. We'll, we'll, talk, about okay. that. we'll talk about that in a second. Um, yeah. The, the shed door is open and inside... Justin's dog is eating what I thought was Karen's corpse. Yeah. Sadly not yet. No. Um, before uh, before chasing after Paul, he manages to get hold of the gun and shoots it dead. Yes. The dog's not a worry anymore. But he, I believe they did another cut on the gunshot that time as well. They did oh. another cut on the gunshot. Uh, to Bert? And I can't remember. I can't remember, but they don't show him shooting the dog. No, but no, it, I remember that. It, the gunshot happens, and then it's like a shot of like the forest in the at the night time, mm. and then it cuts to him going to the shed. 
you know, like pressing over the shed. So they cut away to mm. see the dog getting shot and then come back to it. But it was just another, another nice audio cut. It's, Again. Yeah, I just love it. I really love audio yeah. cuts. They're just so nice. Um, he rolls... See, because of where the dog was when it was eating Karen, it looks like it's tucking into her side. Right. I don't think it's her face. Oh, okay. So the, her face is peeled off. Her face is peeled off, and I think that's just what the virus has done. Right. That's fucked. That's fucked. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think it was, like, nibbling at, like, her waist area when when um, Paul goes there. Yeah. But yeah, he rolls over Karen's body where this, we see the skin has basically peeled away from the lower part of her face. And she's still alive. I know. The dog has eaten part of her side and <laughs> her face is peeling off. Like, this makeup looks incredible. So good. The teeth, the teeth that were like, that was like her skull basically like, yeah. from her lower face. And I was just like, oh, that's so... And then she blinks and I was like, I was oh like, my oh, god, she's still she's alive? Still alive? <laughs> and then... Paul, in a complete shift of his character, grabs the shovel and just beats her to death. Just fucking executes her. And I thought, I said, I did say something about that. I just said, I didn't expect Paul to kill Karen like that. No. Was it a mercy kill or was it, I need, like, a, I need to prevent this from spreading sort of thing? Like, I think it was a mercy kill. Do you think? I he, think so. He didn't seem that cut up about it. I think he's at, he's reached that point of final girl, you know, when they when they hit that point where they're just yeah. like, you know what? I'm going to survive. So is Paul the final girl? Is it that? I guess so. Until he isn't. But... <laughs> but I guess... It's Jeff. It's... Uh, Jeff's a dick. Jeff is not the last one to die, though. True. Okay. True. He's, he's not our final girl. He thinks he is, though. And boy, is he smug about it. Yeah. Um, I said, very cool shot as we get sort of a red filter. We get this yeah. beautiful shot as, as he's walking out of the shed. And it's like this really beautiful, um, yeah, red filter. And, and Jeff's walking away. Uh, sorry, Paul is walking away from the shed. Yeah. Gorgeous. It's like virus vision. Yeah, virus vision. <laughs> now in VR. That's what it feels like they have COVID. <laughs> Uh, Paul is about to leave but finds Bert on the steps of the cabin who warns him that the locals are coming Paul, yeah. Paul helps him inside that's right and they set up yeah they, they set up Home Alone style Home Alone style Rube Goldberg thing it's not, it's not actually but <laughs> it's, it's just Bert in a chair <laughs> the locals arrive at the cabin thinking the teens must be part of some devil cult yeah when was, was like, that mentioned yeah I was like something to do with the box coming from surely something to do with the box Almost like the labyrinth. Oh. And, and you know, mm-hmm. 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 they're just going to summon Pinhead. Yeah. Yeah. They're, yeah. It's such a weird comment because they already know that it's about an infection because the yeah. reason they're here is because they think they that Dennis got infected from them. Yeah. But so, now they're like, it's a devil cult. And I'm like, what? I will point out that I think there's one or two sequels to this film. Oh, really? So potentially there's more explained. Oh, God. I don't know if I want sequels. To I don't want to watch a sequel. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to watch anyway. sequels. Anyway. Um, <laughs> they said it's a devil cult or something before they approach the cabin. They knock on the door where Bert sits waiting. <laughs> they shoot Bert dead immediately. Okay, so that was so fucking brutal. They, oh, they kick open the door. They go, one, two, three, kick open the door. And then Bert's like, gotcha. And then doesn't fire his gun. Yeah. And the other guy raises his gun and shoots him and blows his head away. Literally, his head pops. Like watermelon. Like a zit. Like a zit. 
all over the wall, up the wall, up the wall, and I was and like, the chair keels over backwards, <laughs> and I was like, wow. But then there's Paul waiting with a what with, a st- with a uh, with the bat, I think, with a bat, with Jeff's bat, I think it is, right? And he smacks the guy away. Yeah, because the, the 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 first of the locals walks in. Yeah, they shoot Bert in the head. Paul smacks one with the bat, causing him to shoot his friend. Yeah, that's right. Before stabbing the last one with a screwdriver. He follows the first one he injured and stabs him to death before dumping the one who was shot in the stomach mm. down the cellar. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And he says something to him like, don't worry, we'll take care of the infection or something like that. Oh, I missed that. It's so weird. Uh and I'm like, are you trying to reassure him? Yeah. Like you're throwing him, you've shot him and threw him down. Yeah. Just kill him. What are you on? He's going to die anyway. Um, he thanks Headless Bert before heading into the woods looking for Jeff. That's right. He's like, thanks, buddy. <laughs> and that's a no mourning for your friend. He just got his head blown away. Uh, yeah. I thought that they, were, they were buddies. And they the, were, uh, and the opening scenes, uh, Bert is leaning his head on Paul's shoulder in the this car. This is true. You know? Yeah. They were buds. He's looking for Jeff, yelling that it's the water, don't drink the water. We see Jeff at a lakeside shack drinking oh, beer. Oh, okay, I missed that. I think it's so quick. Okay. It's literally him sat by the lake just drinking a beer, okay. and that's it. Paul arrives at a cave where he finds, like, a torchlight. He heads that's inside right. thinking it's Jeff. Yeah. Uh, he sees a pair of uh, a pair of legs further in, Yeah. and he trips over something. It's... Justin's corpse. Or Thank half God. the corpse. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Eli Roth is dead. Eli Roth is dead. <laughs> it's just, ju- it's it's half of Justin. And I assume the legs are Justin. The, uh, the legs are the other half. So I'm assuming that he got, he died, but did he look in picture? I'd assume he's dead. No, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I think he died. Thanks, Jacob. Really? <laughs> what gave it away? Like, I slipped. My words didn't come out the way they were meant to. No, no. Because I was confused as well. Sorry. Because I was like, how did he die? How, did he look infected? No. no. He had no red marks or anything. Nothing I could see. He was in half. So was his dog just shit? And just it killed him and tore him in half? That's just, this is like the Hulk of dogs. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it is a big dog. I thought my... In Big Bold Letters... Wait. I put... This is a Cujo sequel. Oh my god. <laughs> I I've never seen Cujo. I've not seen it either, but. I've read the book. Oh, okay. It's very sad. It's, really it's more sad than yeah. it is scary. I don't watch anything about animals. I mean, that's fair. I'm, I'm too emotional about it. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, my, my thing with horror movies is kill as many people as you like, just leave the dog alone. Yeah. <laughs> but no. Um, I thought we were going to get an infected bear. Oh, that'd be cool. Because we're in a cave. Yeah. The body's been torn in half, and I thought he would turn around and there'd be like a bear with like all these pustules and stuff. Right. And I was like, that would be fucking dope. But we get no explanation as to why Justin has been torn in half. Yeah. I I only just thought about that today when I was thinking about it on the way here. You're like, I was like, how did he die? How did he die? How did Grim die? Because he must have died fairly early on because then his dog goes wild and he, he must have died that night. The night that he left. The night that he left to go pack up his tent. Because... But I then mean, what killed him? Yeah, what killed him? I don't know. I don't know. No. I'm sticking with Infected Bear, and we just didn't get to see it. Ah, uh, okay. Which is kind sequel. of a bummer. I'm excited for the sequel now. Yeah, and I... <laughs> bear, you're promising the world... If there's no Infected Bear, zero out of ten. We riot. <laughs> <laughs> um, Paul finds the local's truck, key still inside, and takes it. That's right. Um, I love the subtle red filter on this as well. 
It's like sort of giving you a, you know, time is running out. That's right. Yeah. I like that. Yes. He drives off, gets distracted um, by the faint red rash on his arm because he goes to adjust the like wing mirror. uh, Sorry, the rear view mirror. And then realizes that like there's a red patch on his on the yeah. back of his hand, and he's like, "Oh no!" He's like, "Oh no!" And then hits a deer, and the deer, this brutal man, this poor deer. deer, that poor deer, which I don't think was infected either. No, uh, no, it was fine. It was just a normal deer. That it, it, it's still alive as it's well. It's still alive, kicking. His, its legs are through the windscreen. It's just kicking around. It's just... kicking around, and Paul manages to get hold of the gun and shoots it dead. Yeah, completely covering himself in deer blood. Fucking metal as hell. It's so metal. Uh, and the truck dies as well. Oh, uh, that's right. Yeah. He can't, can't use the truck. He was just driving. The alternator should have been fine. And the battery died. So. Yeah, it was the battery because it was still running when know. he got out to check the deer corpse. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he just goes, no reason for it to have died like that. Um, I don't know much about cars. I yeah, I'm not a car person, but. I'm, I'm a bit of a car person, but not in terms of like mechanics. I just like I respect cars. Yeah. That shouldn't have happened. You're like, this, make, this, this don't make no sense. Ah, plot device. <laughs> yeah. We need him to walk now. Yeah. Yeah, we need him to not have a car. <laughs> oh, like, oh, he hits a deer. Uh, we, needed, we needed him to hit a deer. And we can cover sick. him in blood, because that's Eli Roth's thing. Of course. Um, <laughs> then there we go. No truck No truck anymore. Oh, we see a group of teenagers playing guitar and singing, including the deputy, Deputy Olsen, uh, who's, yes. who's hitting on what looks to be like a very underaged girl. Oh, I didn't actually notice. Well, actually, they're underage drinkers. Yeah, they could be at least be eighteen, but we we do learn that they are underage drinkers. Which is twenty one in the states, remember? Which oh, that is true. So so they could be anywhere between like thirteen and. Uh, <laughs> this girl looks very very I young. Did she notice what I was looking? At she her. looks like fifteen. Oh fuck! Yeah. If that, and I was just like, oh, that's oh, I don't like it. <laughs> I won't say this on the no, I won't. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's problematic. Yeah, it is. It is a little problematic. Yeah. Um, Paul stumbles in covered in blood blood and coughing I think this deputy just can't see blood I think he's maybe he's colorblind he can't see red so he just thinks he's like muddy muddy (laughs) (laughs) oh he thinks he thinks everyone's mud wrestling and that's why he's like party town man yeah yeah, it's like sexy sexy to him right Yeah, and really, it's just like everything's and covered nothing in would blood. be more early two thousands than like sexy mud wrestling, like <laughs> sexy bikini yeah, mud, sexy bikini mud wrestling. Like that's <laughs> amazing. Um, the deputy mentions that the tow truck needed a tow truck. The tow truck that was meant to tow their truck broke down. And I think he was just making excuses. To be honest, I think he never did it. Yeah, he he receives a call from his sheriff. Um, who says like how's it going with that underage drinking party and I was like oh, yeah. oh they are underage yeah oh this is so uncomfortable he's yeah. like a 13 year old or 15 year old it oh. is fucking weird but the sheriff warns him about some kids who've gone on a killing spree and may be infected with something to be fair completely respect the take that he has there but actually I don't think it was entirely a killing spree as such like yeah they, they, people died yeah. But the guy got lit on fire. He was acting very aggressively and trying to steal the truck. Yes. Could be arguing self-defense. The hillbillies who came to the house... Also self-defense. Also self-defense. They literally just shot the guy's head off. Maybe they just... He saw- asked for help, and they chased him down with a gun. Yeah. So, like... It may be because they saw Marcy's body in, like, pieces and didn't realize that the dog had done it. Yeah. Because it's unnatural for a dog to be able to do that to a human body. The only true murder was... Paul killing Karen. 
Yes. That was mercy killing. But that was a mercy killing. But it's, well. that's not justifiable. The other no. ones, in, in terms of legal. Well, it depends on, yeah, legally. Um, I think it was the right thing to do. Yeah. For Karen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Morally fine. Yeah. Morally, I'm okay with um, killing poor Karen who had, like, her insides eaten by a dog and whose face was in the process of melting. <laughs> Literally melting off. Yeah. <laughs> I think at that point, I would wish for death. Yeah. <laughs> I think so too. You don't, I think, you don't come back from that. Yeah. There's no cure. Although, I think I'd prefer something sharp into the temple rather than beating me to death with a shovel. He could have literally just done the sharp, the pointy end of the, the shovel as well, but he just used the flat side of it. <laughs> and like, doom, bludgeoning doom, doom. Uh, I was like, "That's why not just use the other end? It would have been so much quicker." Oh my god! Anyway, deputy is told to shoot the kid on sight. Yeah, aka Paul. Yeah, uh, Paul asks that uh, asks deputy Olson for that ride he promised. Yeah, um, someone swings a guitar at. At Paul, he ducks, he ducks, and, and hits the kid who's playing a harmonica, which what? then goes down his throat. Oh, is that what happened? I missed that it went down his throat. And I was like, did he just like break his like windpipe or something with the guitar? I was like, why is he choking? It's like Beetlejuice style. Oh. Like with the, with, because you can see the outline of his harmonica. Oh. It's so stupid. I don't know how I missed that, but that is it's so stupid. So, Again, so maybe my stupid. brain. Maybe my brain blocked it out because it's so stupid. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't see that. It's okay. so weird. Uh, yeah, the guy gets a harmonica stuck in his throat. Oh my god. And I think we see him like two or three more times and like as he's trying to scream it goes Oh, is that? I thought it was making creepy gross noises like in a really brutal sense. No, okay. no it's a harmonica. Oh, okay. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. Paul vomits blood on the guitar guy. Yeah. Love that. And the kids all drive off. Okay. Deputy yells at Paul for ruining the party and Paul knocks him out. Okay. Yeah, I don't think Paul that wasn't justified from I don't think Paul wrote, I was like, why did he punch Winston? Like mm. like I know Winston was like you were in the party, but Paul didn't need to knock him out like that. I think I would have just because he's so annoying. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Okay, maybe. And you know what? I've had a day. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's been a real doozy of a day, yeah, right? It's, yeah. it's been a real Tuesday, if I may if I may say so myself. <laughs> yeah. Um also harmonica guy continues to choke. Making oh, the yes. little harmonica yeah, okay. noises. There you go. Okay. Uh, Paul heads to the main road, waving for someone to stop and help. He becomes disorientated and collapses in the road as a truck barrels down towards him. The truck stops in time, and Paul is dropped off at the hospital. While but is he dropped off by a truck or is he dropped off by a car? I don't know. He's I, he's just dropped off at the side of the road. Right. Like they just sort of chuck him there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's just kind of chucked there. Yeah. And there's a guy in a wheelchair approaching him, sees him, and turns around. Yes. And there's a guy there with, like, a, a neck brace. And I'm, I I want to watch it again to see if it's the guy who got the harmonica stuck oh, in his throat. Oh, that's funny. Because that would have been very that funny. Been very, very funny. <laughs> that would have been hilarious. Uh, yeah, while being wheeled through the hospital, he thinks about Karen and the kiss they shared. Though this is ruined by the vision of her of her infected right. face and half-missing skull and everything like that. Paul wakes up in a hospital bed. He lifts up his shirt to see the infection spreading. The chef asks where he got sick. They need to know how and where. He mumbles to himself as the doctor and sheriff leave. So the sheriff is like, oh, the sheriff said something and he answers, he asks him a question. He said, how did you get sick? Yeah. I could not, I watched like five times max volume, could not hear what was said. I Yeah. And then they just walk he off. He said he looked just like, and he trails off and then they'll walk off after hearing that but I can't hear what he said and I was like I need subtitles yeah 
but I didn't. I needed to know what was going on because the, the, the I didn't have access to subtitles. The so. sheriff was just like, oh well, yeah. And the I was like, was like okay. So I didn't understand what happened there. The doctors tell the sheriff that they that they're not equipped for this. For this, sheriff says if the doctors put him in the car, then they'll take him. They'll take him somewhere. Right. We cut to the deputy bandage around his head. As he drives Paul to where he needs to go, promising to get him some water soon. Yes. We cut to Jeff as he wakes up drunk. Yeah, I think he was drunk. I mean, he's been drinking nothing but beer for yeah. who knows how many days now. He stumbles across the lakeside, uh, covering his face with a napkin. That's right. Still paranoid as ever. Yeah. Oh, paranoid Jeff. <sighs> Justifiably, though. Yeah. Yeah. He comes to a clearing, pieces of tattered, uh, bloody clothing everywhere. And he realizes that he's back at the cabin, or we realize that he's back at the cabin. He heads inside. And I said, for someone who's so scared of germs, as yeah. Jeff has been shown to be, he's just like, hey, look, the cabin that's covered in blood at every possible inch. <laughs> Let's walk inside yeah. and have a wonder. Yeah, it's fine. He sees the locals' bod- bodies, then Bert's headless corpse. The bathroom is completely covered in that's blood, right. which is such a good shot as well. Yeah. Because it's just Bert standing in, like, the doorway. And the entire white bathtub and the shower grid is just red. It's it's really good. It looks good set, gorgeous. Good set design, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, the bathroom's completely covered in blood from where Marcy had tried to wash wash it away. <laughs> he cries as he realizes that all his friends are dead, but he's somewhat relieved that he's he alone has made it. Yeah, he's like, I'm the fucking man. He's I, like, I did it! I made the right choices! I did it! And I'm yeah. like... Did you though? Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, you're about to die. I can guarantee you, you're about to die as I watch this. Yeah, I was watching it. And I was just like, you are standing in ground zero of a very large infection and also huge crime scene. Yes, yes. I thought this movie was going to end with him, uh, you know, walking away from the cabin and we'd see like a red rash on the back uh, of his neck or okay. something. Yeah, that's what I thought we were going for. But did you clock in that you're just like, oh, he about to die? Yeah. I was like, I was like, oh, he's about to die. No one brags. No one in a horror movie brags about surviving to survive. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. The second is like, I did it. I was like, nah, you're dead. You did. You're so fucked. (laughs) He screams for joy um, that he made it, but as he steps outside, he's gunned down. Yep. (laughs) I love riddled with bullets. It's like real Scarface. But the funniest thing for me, I had audibly laughed at this, is because the cops keep shooting so much that you can hear the the empty barrel. Oh. I didn't even so they go bang 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 bang. Oh, I didn't, did not clock into that. It's so funny. Do you think it was intentional? Or? Oh yeah, for sure. Oh, okay. So the cops empty their their, their guns <laughs> and keep trying to fire. That's it's very funny. And I was like, yeah, that sounds like the police. Sounds it sounds like the American police in the small town America. Yeah, yeah it's a yeah. definitely. Oh, it's very very funny. The police pile up the bodies and burn them. Yeah, they're just like we're just gonna sweep this whole thing under the rug. Yeah, I guess they know about the infection, or the doctors told him that, that this yeah. is what needs to be done. Or yeah, and then the, then the deputy and the sheriff, he's like, oh, there's one more in the cellar. Yes. And they walk away. Yeah, and the, the deputy, deputy mentions that there's one more. Yeah, they they open the basement doors, the cops fire Yeah, a, a couple more clips down the stairs <laughs> before just lighting a match and tossing it down there. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming maybe that guy was still alive down there, who knows? Maybe. And they can't take the risk. They can't take the risk. Meanwhile, some kids head to the local river to fill a cooler. Yeah. And we pan upstream to see Paul's body where Deputy Olsen has, has dumped, dumped it. Carelessly dumped Carelessly dumped Very it. carelessly. Why not just add it to the pile with all the rest of the bodies? Yeah. And also, isn't Dennis infected as well? 
Uh, Bitey kid? Yeah, he must be. Because he bit Bert. Yeah. But is Dennis one of those kids that selling lemonade? No, no, he's not. Huh. He's not. But he's, I was just thinking about it because... Yeah, yeah. Most, most likely. They, they haven't got all the spots of infection anyway. Yeah. Cops arrive at the general store to keep the owner informed about those troublesome kids. Right. Is what they say. Yes. Um, the kids uh, we saw filling the cooler at the stream have set up a lemonade stand. Of course. Yes. The cops... Um, all go and get The lemonade. cops all wander over, flick over a nickel or whatever it is. Banter with the kids. Banter with the kids and, oh gosh darn, this is some good lemonade. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, this is so tongue-in-cheek. It's so tongue-in-cheek. It's so... <laughs> it, I appreciate it, though. Yeah. I did appreciate that scene in particular. We see some uh, black teenagers. <gasps> oh! How dare they? And the, they walk up to the store. They're, they're just walking up the road towards the general store, and the general storekeeper, like, bolts it inside. He books it to get his gun. And I was just like, oh, you're not going to end this movie with him pulling out the rifle. Oh, yeah. Surely not. Kind of? Yeah, he grabs the rifle. He grabs the rifle and he hands it to the teenagers. Yeah, but not before they get into the store. And he's like, oh, this is your wife's rifle. I was, I, yeah, assume I, you, I, I, assume I polished and fixed it for you. Yeah. Do you want it now? Yeah. And they bump fists and laugh together and, and stuff. And, and I was like, okay, you kind of redeemed the... Sort of redeemed the, the, the N-word usage at the beginning of the movie. <sighs> I feel like, honestly... It doesn't, in my opinion, and this yeah. is because it feels like they're making fun of black people. Oh, and okay. the ending, they're making it seem like it's like that's funny, you know? Right, okay. that's funny that the you know I, I don't know. It felt very much like poking fun. That's at, fair. At that's like one hundred percent fair. And I was like, yeah. I think I saw it more as the um, the the old man misunderstanding. Um, you know, what's appropriate and not appropriate. Yeah, And true. thinking, you know, oh, I'm not using it in a bad sense, so it's okay. Maybe. Okay. That's how I read it. But as as writing goes, we should just not use that we word ever. Not <laughs> we should just not do it. We should just, just, just not be doing it. Especially, <laughs> especially from a white writer and director. Yes. I mean, look, absolutely fine. Like, Jordan Peele can pull it off. Cool. Great. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's not from Eli Roth. No. Let's give that a wide berth. Yeah. Even even Quentin Tarantino at least does it pointedly. It's pointed. It's Definitely. got a, it's got a reason. It's probably still problematic. But yeah, yeah. It's it's better. Um I do think that like the whole ending with the end credits scene and everything like that, it completely out of pocket. And again, completely shifts the tone yeah. of the movie from from the Jeff getting shot. And killed as the movie's final girl. Yeah. Right? And then all the bodies being piled up and burnt. Yeah. And everything like that. And then our final shot as a country band sings Swing Low Sweet Chariot, country style. Yes. As we pan out seeing the local kids selling their lemonade to all the patrons of the general store. Yes. And then the uh, water truck leaving with a load of water that he's picked up from the reservoir. Yeah. From the store. It's so... <sighs> it doesn't... It, Absurdist. It... Again, it's absurdist. So, it is absurdist. And my final note mm. on this film, well, actually, sorry, my second to last note was there's absolutely no context of the virus, where it came from, why it's in the backwoods of the US. Nothing. Like, yeah. no context to it. No context other than that it does slowly kill you, makes your face melt off. Yeah. But that's it. Like, there's no context of where it came from, why it's spreading, you know, mm. like, there's no, there's no 
they didn't, they didn't make the virus a character. They just That's fair. You know, like how in other sort of like pandemic films, yeah. the virus almost like there's a some sort of explanation. No, 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 no explanation. That for me was fine. I couldn't get past. There's it. certain movies where it doesn't work. I've explained this before. Hereditary pisses me off. Oh, hereditary. Because, yeah, because of its like unwillingness to explain anything. Oh. Yeah, okay. And it pisses me off. Oh, okay. But other movies... It's a bit obnoxious, you think? Yeah, I think it's a bit... Director had a stick up his ass and went, like, look how clever I am. But this movie didn't feel like that. To me. But it did to you. Well, the the, the movie itself is completely, like, cut and dry. It's a fucking stupid film. Yeah. About some teenagers trying to fight, like, not get sick. Yeah. And trying to get help. That's it. That's That's the film. That's all you need to know. That's all you need to know, and you'll be fine to enjoy it like that. But when you look at it through the lens of like one to eight, you discuss it and break it down, you see and actually, yeah, holes and oh, how bad it actually we've is. We've poked so many oh, during yeah. talking about this. Yeah. So that concludes Cabin Fever 2002. Give me a rundown for this movie. What did you think as far as like, you know, we talked a bit about the makeup, but like the acting, the script, everything like that. Give me a rundown for this movie. What did you think? First of all, what's the point of the movie? What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> this is my final note. Says, what, what, what is the my, my final note says, what was the point of this film? Uh, that was my immediate, immediately what I wrote down after finishing watching it. I but, said, what was the point of this film? We've got mostly unlikable characters <laughs> and an like, unexplained virus <laughs> and some gore. Yeah. Um, no. Okay. So I think that like, I, I liked the film in the sense of like, it's dumb fun. Mm. It's dumb fun. I did laugh out loud, like at certain practical bits, De- like the 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 bike gag of the cop when he when he leaves and yeah. he just jumps on a bicycle. I thought that was hilarious. Um, the acting ooh, was okay. It was okay at the start. I think it, it improves. Was, definitely. Yeah, I think it improves as the movie goes on. Mm. I think at the start it felt incredibly stiff and even almost improvised in some parts of like poor improvisation at some parts. Yeah, like where they kind of just like I'll just riff a bit, you know. Yeah, and then as it kind of goes on, I thought the you know, it gets better. It gets better. It feels like the actors maybe became more comfortable in their roles and what they were doing, or maybe the movie became more simple because it was just horror, more horror and less dialogue. Like, mm. Yeah, I I, 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 I can agree with that definitely. I think the the script is very hit and miss, and the tonal whiplash from yeah. comedy to this really really gory infection, yeah, just didn't work for me. Yeah, I I was like, I found myself laughing at parts that I don't feel I should have been laughing at exactly. because of just how like back and forth it was I going from, from everything. Yeah, I think that like I think the script really lets it down in that sense. Like the script has so many jarring pieces of dialogue in it that just completely take you out of the story. Like and and just make you go, what the fuck? Why did they say that? Yeah. And it really just, yeah, I think it really lets it down. And, and I think that kind of contributes to that feeling of the, the tone just shifting constantly. It's like some point, at some points the script is very serious. Yeah. And at some points the script is completely out of left field. Like, like doing a mercy killing to the girl he's had a crush on since he was a kid. Right. And then, you know, two seconds later we've got, uh, you know, Deputy, Deputy Olsen who can't see a blood-covered teenager and is hitting on, like, a 13-year-old. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. it's It just jumps all over the place. It's, yeah, I can't tell whether I'm meant to be laughing or, or like, <laughs> scared or upset, but, yeah. like, it, it, it just doesn't... Even by 2002 standards, it's not a scary film. No. There's one good jump scare, in my opinion, of the... of when Eli Roth appears as Grimm or Justin and 
he's just standing there and watching them have their little campfire party mm. and stuff. Like, that's the best jump scare in the film. And that's the only part I was like, oh. It's not but, even a good, like, because um, my favorite kind of horrors are the ones that are, are like, and turn out to be, like, sort of psychological where you sort of, you get a group of people, something happens, and then you watch them, like, lose their humanity through a series of, like, mm. you know, not caring for each other. I use examples like The Mist and stuff. Oh, like that, yeah. Where you watch this group of people, and then slowly things get more and more fucked up. Yeah. You know, there's, there's horror outside of the outside of the supermarket yeah. but the real my favorite parts are the fact that everyone starts the movie going oh don't listen to her she's the crazy lady yeah. and at the end of the movie everyone's following the crazy lady yeah because she makes the most sense yeah at that time it's that sort of thing that i love i like i like D- watching social norms be broken down like that yeah and also just development yeah but actually these characters in in cabin fever they're just the same character from the start yeah they they, they don't develop at all they don't develop at all there's no character development and i think it's because because all of the characters flip-flop so much mm. you know yeah. like like bert was just like you know, I care, I don't. I care, I don't. And it's like, if you didn't care and then cared, yeah, there would be a good arc. Yeah. As an example. And all of the characters are like that. They are all like that. But at the same time, like, I don't know. I, I respect I respect the film. I respect, was, the film. I respect some... it as like it was obviously like a like his like Eli Roth's first effort. Yeah. They they call it his debut, so like it's his best efforts at at probably very limited budget and probably very limited experience. You know, I see it on him. A bit of dumb fun. But dumb fun. It's maybe in some some communities a cult classic, I don't know. Yeah, I think yes, yeah, I think it is. Yeah. I think some people I mean, every horror movie's got its fans and all, all yeah. the more power to you. So you, for your personal enjoyment rating, one being awful, ten being amazing, what sort of range would you put this in for yourself? I think I have to put it right in the middle of the five. At a five? That's what I, that was my immediate thoughts after watching it and today I'm pretty firmly in the five camp yeah i think that like i enjoyed it and it had its moments but like it definitely just, wasn't like unwatchable it wasn't unwatchable it wasn't unwatchable at all and like in comparison to other films and similar genre films of the time mm. there's just better things out there oh watch. yeah definitely and i mean we we're talking about the descent earlier exactly fucking awesome movie. exactly watch that Incredible. <laughs> 28 days later would have come around Ooh. this sort of time 28 Days Later, I think, was a very similar time, maybe like 2004. It was, it was noise, wasn't it? It was between yeah. 2000 and 2010. It was somewhere in that era. And again, an infection movie. Fucking awesome movie. A- amazing. I gave this... I was somewhere in the range of five to six. Yeah. I was like, there's nothing inherently awful about this movie. It's just kind of there. Yeah. The I think what bumps it up to like more of a six range for me is just the the practical effects with all the makeup. The makeup like that they did was amazing. It just looks so gross and beautiful. It was it was it was, <laughs> it, was, it, was it was quite visceral. Like especially the leg shaving scene. I think. Oh yeah. Like, yeah, potentially this could have been a four for me in terms of story and characters and acting and everything. You see your wife shaving her legs in the bath or whatever, yeah. and just think of this and be just like, <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, the leg shaving scene that really got me, and I think that's definitely a respect for that. Respect, respect. For that. Yeah, yeah, and luckily my wife gets laser. So, oh, okay, <laughs> you're saved on that one. I'm then. saved on that one. Um, so we like to give credit where credits do. So, there's a particular actor or character that you'd like to give props to? Uh, I've been writing. Movie. I've been writing on. Um, on Bert, which is, I think his name is Vincent DeBello, I think was oh, yeah. out there. I had a quick look at him. Oh, sorry, James Bert, played by James DeBello. James DeBello, and okay. I looked him up. He has had some other very minor roles in Scary Movie 2 and American Pie number I don't know what. Oh. And that's the sort of actor he was at yeah. the time. Didn't do much too much after that sort of stuff. 
Fair enough. He did a good job. But he did a good job. He was. Uh, he was. But yeah, I liked. I liked the character just because of how straight up he was. Mm. He was a complete himbo. But he's also the only self- one self-aware enough to know, like, oh, we need to get out of here. We need to get help. Yeah, and he's the only one who's just like, let's not touch the infected man. Let's not let him in the fucking cabin. Yeah, and let's like he, this guy's obviously sick. It's something we've never seen before. He's very unwell. Like, slammed the door in his face. <laughs> you know, like. He had the right idea. I'll go to get help because you guys can't fucking figure sh- shit out. Like, yeah, I'll take the truck and leave. Like, I'll take the truck and leave. I'll come back. Everybody seemed to trust him. He just seemed like a bro. Yeah, he's a I bro. Mean, that's fair. I, I wanted to give props to Serena Vincent who played Marcy. Marcy, yeah. I thought she was very well acted. I think so. I think it's because of that scene in the bathtub because she was just sat there crying. Her facial expressions were great in that scene. I think so. I actually did feel bad for her. She felt that she was, she, you felt that you could feel that the character was alone. And alone and like she knew what was happening but just didn't want to face it. And didn't, and couldn't do anything about it. Yeah. So, so yeah. I thought she was pretty good. Yeah, I agree. I think she was great too. I think the acting wasn't awful all around, apart from, apart from Eli Roth. I'm sorry. Oh, Eli Roth. Yeah. It was so cringy. He I just can't help that but put his own end. face in everything he does. Oh, does he? he, he every, pretty much everything. I think he's. I think he puts his own face in Hostel as well. Well, so does Quentin Tarantino, but at least Quentin Tarantino's got like a, a bit of acting chops to him. Yeah, and he's got cred. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. You got to yeah. get the cred first. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well. That concludes Cabin Fever 2002. Thank you so much for joining me, Mackenzie. Thank you for having me. It's I hope you had a good time. I had it fun. It's, it's such a good time. <laughs> it's I love nice talking shit. Down. Yeah, yeah it's nice to sit down and just talk shit about bad horror movies. <laughs> well, okay. um, um, well, I hope you join us again for another one. I hope so. Otherwise, thank you everyone for listening. This concludes episode 68, and we will be and we will be back again next week. Bye bye now. Thanks again to our guests, and thank you for listening. Don't forget to leave a rating and review. It really does help people find the podcast. And remember, you can get in on the discussion by sending us an email, cherrypophorror at gmail.com and or following us on Twitter at cherrypophorror. Okay, I'll let you go. Good night. Sleep tight. Don't let the monsters bite.